Hello folks and welcome back to another exciting episode of Loss of Lieutenant. I'm your host Kevin and on tonight's show I'm joined by fellow hosts Jacob and Val. G'day gentlemen. Uh, that's, um, that's me back behind the, the wheel after a month of uh, being away. Thanks to Nick for uh, looking after the podcast so well during that time. But um, I'm back in charge folks. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way would you? <laughs> No voting here, Dicta- <laughs> dictator for life. No, uh, <laughs> let, let that sink in. That was that anyway. was just a, a last minute, a last minute thing. I was looking forward just to just to sliding on into Discord and letting Nick pull all the levers tonight. But unfortunately, he has had a last minute um, uh, parental thing. I guess he has to go be a dad to his kids. So yeah. that's good. Um, but it is the, we do have the three of us, so almost a full a full house. And on tonight's mm-hmm. show, we're going to be. Um, finishing off the mission for ITS-14 that we didn't quite finish off last time with the direct action missions and covering off on our recent 150 point slow grow event and then I guess the broader discussion about smaller points games in Infinity. Um, But first, as we always do, we will check in and um, catch up with our hosts and see what they've been up to. So Jacob, do you want to kick us off first? What's been happening with you in the last couple of weeks? Uh, Yeah, just just doing some uh, some games, um, some uh, obviously uh, I've been trying to help people out. Uh, the slow grow has uh, brought out some of the newer players, um, so having a like a, a small game trying to focus more on teaching someone something. Then obviously you know there's no point in just sitting there winning and telling them nothing. Mm. Uh, and trying to really, I, I want to. I want to participate in the slow grow. I want to get my tack on the table. I want to get them on the table properly painted. So I've been trying to really push myself into finishing them off. What was the last army you fully painted? My steel phalanx. Right. And when, when did you finish them off? Like before pre-pandemic, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, because you, yeah, you were doing your, your tack during the pandemic because when we were having the, the, live, the live painting sessions you were working on your yeah. uh, your your uh, gopniks yep my gopnik yeah. tanks yeah right um, so how, how far yeah. through do you reckon you're on that now like i don't want to talk about it <laughs> right. okay fair enough I mean, i'm 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 way too far back for how like long i've had this going for um but i am yeah i i've gotten a i don't know bit of motivation recently to actually start putting them uh putting you know paint to model uh and getting them done um it's it's just taking a while because i'm also i'm also just trying to get better at painting Mm. um like i got you know i got some nice i got nice paints i got nice paint brushes i might as well learn to actually use them properly um and actually try and do it quickly so it, it is taking me a while you were playing around um, but, with, with, with airbrushing as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, but also just, like, doing really small transitions. There was a guy on, I think it was the Infinity Global Facebook, he put up some tack that he did, and they were incredible. Um, not normal sort of Ariadna um, colour scheme, so green fatigues and all that sort of thing, but it was just such a good... Uh, paint job that I was sort of trying to in my own garbage way replicate it <laughs> um, and that's led me to have like 
even paint them in sub assemblies, which oh, okay, yeah, it's it's nice to see like a really well painted model done by yourself, but fuck me, does it take a long time? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, you're taking all the or individual like, bits. Yeah, like a, a normal like the flak jacket or something that one of the guys wears. If it's underneath their gun when you put them together, you can just sort of haphazardly yeah, yeah try and get some green in don't there. Don't have to bother then, with it. Really yeah, much. no one will ever see it. Yeah. Um, but when you see the entire model, you just you can't let it go. It doesn't matter where mm. a bit is on him, you're just painting it fully. Well, I mean, Ariadna is just yeah, just slapdash some some brown and green on there, and you're you're done. Well, that's where I've kicked myself, <laughs> kicked myself um, where I've tripped up because I've done them as Gopniks, so they're all different colours as well. Ah, right, there's yeah. No point painting Ariadna. They're all camo. It's just a waste of time. And then they die before they actually get to do anything. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they reveal, and then and then you just remove them from the table. Um, <laughs> I think the I think the most the most you need to invest into is the camera markers. Just make sure you have some f- mint camera markers. <laughs> that, that's potentially true, but eventually you've got to put models on the table for at least that one second when they're there. And for that one second, you can wow your opponent into maybe making a mistake. Mm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I remember uh, when when Red used to play, and he was playing tack, and he had like. You know, he went to Bunnings and got a bunch of uh, inch dowel and just cut them into the right heights and then painted every dowel like in different camo colors, um, which like did two things. One, it looked good on the table, but two, because they were like 3D camo markers, you could actually figure out if you had line of fire and, and whatnot. Mm. And it was actually quite useful. Yeah. And a lot of them did just die when they revealed. So it was it didn't, didn't really matter. Um, but we'll also get into that uh, your discussion um, about new players as well, because I think that's going to be a, an important part of tonight's uh, chat about about um, smaller games and and uh, teaching new players how to play the game. So we'll get into that very soon. Uh, Val, what about you, mate? What you been up to? Um, I had a game with Taj and Geelong. Had a couple of practice games with Gareth at his place before the uh, the event on Sunday. And I played the best game of all, some Hell Dorado. So if you guys want to make this into a Hell Dorado podcast, I would happily take the lead. We do not, yeah. but is that from is that from Simon as well? No, yeah. Uh, no, Hell Dorado is uh, it's a French game back in he died in like two thousand nine or something like that. So, um, but yeah, uh, so but yeah, I've been playing a bit of Infinity here and there. Um, but the main most of my games have come at the event, which is what we're going to talk about anyway. So. Right. Okay. Okay. We're seeing a lot of your uh, a lot of your chest and your hair at the moment, Val. Yeah, are you so I'm uh, pouring are you... myself a beer. Okay. Right. <laughs> Just thought. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> wear a low low cut top next time. Yeah. I mean, actually, from from your from your from your uh, bottom lip down, you I could I could be like I could get into that. <laughs> oh, I could be like, hmm, this is all right. Um, so you enjoyed the uh, the Berlin nightlife? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. Uh, I actually didn't really get to do much Berlin nightlife. I was sick for most of that part of uh, Germany while ah, I was there, which was yeah, unfortunate. Say. Too too many Britzels, um Yes. Or something. Just a lot of a lot of good food. Um, what have you been doing? Any hobby? Painting wise or anything like that? Um, yeah, I've been painting some Helderider minis. I haven't been doing painting much Infinity, to be honest. Um, I did do some non-metallic metal stuff on some bikinis uh, with my friend Chris. 
uh, from Geelong. He, he's he's a really good painter. He's been showing me some stuff. But other than that, like when I just chill out and paint, I just slap some paint on like some fantasy minis, which is my Helderado stuff. Your Helderado stuff, right. Okay. Yeah, no, I have seen that. I've been to your house office a couple of times and I have seen them on yeah. the on the table and I, I do, or at least on your desk, but I um, I guess I, maybe they were confrontation minis or something because they look kind of... both, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It's yeah, it's, a, it's a coin flip, really. Are they, are they plastic that. or metal? They'll... All metal. Yeah, everything's metal. Oh, even Helderado stuff is? Yeah, everything was metal. Yeah, yeah it was oh. all metal. Stuff. So, so I've only worked with plastic when I got into, when I got um, some Necromunda. That was the first time I worked. Um, Malfo and Necromunda was the first time I played uh, with, um, put plastic miniatures together. Everything else has been metal since like when I was 16. What, even, what, you never played like original OG Necromunda? That was all, that was all plastic. Well, not all plastic. Yeah, no, my, like... my first game was Confrontation. Oh, was actually, wait, well, hang on, no, sorry, no, Necromunda wasn't plastic. It was only if you got like the really basic Goliath and, and uh, Orlock gangs. Yeah, no, they were all metal too. God, that's going, yeah, back. that's going back a long way. Yeah. Um... Right. Okay. Well, um, myself, like, not much. My either. I've just been um, getting myself unpacked after moving in mm. to our new residence up here in the north of Melbourne. Um, just got the hobby room kind of set up, but nothing's really unpacked. As you can see, my uh, display case is empty. Everything's still in the boxes. Um, mm. But it's nice. It's a nice size room. It doesn't. It's uh, going to be good for hobbying and doing the podcast and and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to. Yeah, to get some use out of it. Um, and then as for games, yeah, just similar to what Jacob was saying, I've been playing a couple of um, 150 point games at um, Axes and Ales and at House of War. Uh, I don't want to talk about it too much at the moment, but I do want to say that I did pl- take a new player, or newer player, I think he's maybe played three, a couple of games, maybe three games, he said. And um, we were like, okay, well, let's play 150 um, because, you know, you've, you've, you've gotten past the three Fusiliers thing, right? And, and he had no interest, I don't think, in playing Code 1 um, because what was he playing? He was playing, oh, he was playing Hackerslam, which is now in Code 1, but he was wanting to look at Rama. Uh, but he was, but sure. for the purposes of, the, of this demo, he was happy just to play with Hackerslam because he didn't understand Link Teams, which is fair enough. And um, I, I was like, okay, well, I'll I'll put a list together that will kind of, I guess, test a few interesting parts about the game, like hacking, um, mines, um, uh, that sort of thing, like just 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 some interesting things. And I ended up, I think, unfortunately, just melting this poor guy's brain because in the first turn, I had moved a lunacod through smoke, then mm-hmm. pushed out a crazy koala inside zone of control of four of his ghoulams or sorry three of his ghoulams and two quarter and a quarriege and then like activated my hacker um uh oh yeah on on activated my hacker and was like what are you gonna do and he was like what 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 have you just done like he, like he had no idea what the fuck i'd done like he understood smoke. Yeah. he understood smoke and then after that he was like why why is there a why is there this 55 millimeter robot like in my face but i can't shoot it and uh what's hacking and why what happens if i hack back and i was like well if i hack back the crazy koala goes off and then then i proceeded to move out of the smoke with a lunar cord and and it was just all kind of messy like it 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 my intention mm. was, was for it to be fun and cinematic and interesting yeah. for him to understand but i think i just set him up in a position where his brain was like oh, i just want to shoot you but if i shoot you then i die if i don't shoot you then i die so what yeah. the fuck do i so it, i think i think it was i think it 
it wasn't a great introduction. Not that it was his first game, um, but I think I could have, should have thought about that more before starting the game and, and maybe not done something so complicated. Um, mm-hmm. But hey, but uh, here's you know, me worried about taking. Here's me worried about taking T two ammo and um, inspiring the leadership. Well, I mean, I mean, all those things I think can be a bit can be a bit much for a new player to digest, especially when you've got like Raoul Spectre, who's a mimetism minus six model, and my opponent didn't take any MSV, so he's like, oh yeah, my guys are BS thirteen. Oh well, actually no, they're BS seven now, and then he's mm. like, but now I can't hit anything. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that was... I mean, to be fair, at the end of the game, he had a chat about it, and he said, oh, I wish I'd taken the Quarry's MSV2, because that would have, like, mm. eliminated the smoke trick, it would have eliminated the Raul thing, and I was like, oh, you, so you understand, like, what you, you know, what to do next time, but I did mm. feel bad leaving the game store at the end of the game going, I don't know if that guy learned anything other than that Infinity is really complicated, and I don't know if I want to keep playing it, so... Um, yeah, right. A bit of a warning out to people out there to like it might sound fun to you as a veteran, but it might be just mind-boggling and uh, you know hard to grasp for a new player. Which I guess yeah. we've all been through. We've all been through that ourselves. Doing doing demos is a skill in itself, and like the more you do, the more you'll uh, find what's yeah. what what's what works and what's like. I guess how you how you I guess cut up the pie to make it digestible to a new player, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, use, yeah. And, uh, there's, and there's also uh, the also the like balance you have to um, uh, you have to tread between making sensible decisions so they know sort of the flow of a game, but not just going ham and yeah, like right out just killing them. Yeah, that's. I had a similar point in uh, moment in my game where I, because also because the tables are so short that I got mm. a, because um, I was playing uh, Caledonia Highlander army, I got a, uh, I got a Highlander all the way up into like his Dakini fire team, and I probably could have just had that Highlander just wipe his backboard, maybe who knows, mm. um, but that's not the point of the demo game. So I got him up there. Did one thing into my, and then I just left him. Yeah, that, that, I was like, that's I'll it. go, I'll go show you other things. Yeah, I'll that's it. That. Yeah, and I think in in my game, I was like, oh, you know, I I could push Raul's little Harris team up up and you know start killing his models, but I thought, no, no, I'll try this instead because I'll probably lose the lose the Lunar Cod, but you he'll learn of you know he'll learn about positioning and whatnot. But of course, what ended up happening is Lunar Cod like tanked all its armor saves and kept going. I was like, oh, you were supposed to die. Um, so mm. that's the dice though. Uh, but I think I, I, that's a potential bonus of just the army I was playing is that I didn't have to introduce hacking at the same time. Mm. Yeah, no, um, um, and we will get which into added another layer to yours. Yeah, we'll get into a layer. We'll get we will get into a bit more of that because obviously we want to save all this juicy information for the main segment. But I did want to, I guess, just touch on that little practice game and and ways in which I could develop as a as someone who's teaching new players to um, yeah better I guess give new players a better experience. Um, so after that, we've got our um, challenges. So it's the 2nd of November at the moment as we record. So it's a new month, which means uh, we have finished the old month of October, uh, which was jump around. So it was the idea of it was to use Super Jump in your games of Infinity to try and leverage that um, underutilized, underappreciated skill, especially now in ITS 14 where it's it's had a bit of a glow up, kind of. 
maybe not really mm. basically more, more profiles have it so therefore it's around more um, we ended up having four entries so um, that was that was great um, a lot of them had very similar uh, what's the word I'm thinking of content in that um, the, 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 the like the synopsis of, of it is super jump situationally useful could be better uh, was kind of what everyone kind of said um, and our random winner was Hugh, uh, our local Hugh here in Melbourne, who wrote a very interesting, like, short analysis on basically ex exactly that. In fact, his first, his first, his first iteration to me was um, he talked about it, and he was like, "Oh well, at least I'm in ITS 14. A lot of the many missions, super jump now gets the extra inch, you know, because his point about it was." If you've got a four-inch move, you've actually only got a three-inch jump because you need that extra inch to get from a ledge to a ledge. And he's like, "Well, now if you've got five-inch jump, you can jump a little bit further." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then I responded to the email going, "Actually, you don't get the extra inch from jump." And he was like, "Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. <laughs> like my like my my silver my silver lining is not quite so silver." Um, mm. He actually made a really good suggestion. I was speaking to him just the other day in person. He made a suggestion. He's like, "I think it might be worth." Um, being a snap feature to super jump, so basically when you hit the ledge, you snap too. Mm. So that way you don't have to clear your base. Um, he thinks uh, he's suggesting that might make the skill a bit more um useful, and it, just it like works. Free one inch. It, it works if you're jumping from building to building, which are the same height. Mm. I think it kind of breaks if you're jumping up. It's like, so if you're jumping up a ledge, does the top of your silhouette have to be, uh, touch? And if it touches, then you snap too, because then that would give yeah. you like an inch and a half or whatever. Yeah, no, that would be this. a bit much. I think we but talked I, about... I think, I, I think it's a decent solution, but um, it's an interesting solution, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it's it, it's just the, um, the, the point I think we were raising on the last episode was that currently with um, parapets, you don't you know, you've basically got to factor an extra inch in just to get over or under, or sorry, over or down from the parapet. And I think we were talking about maybe just at some point vault happens. So huh? yeah, that would that would help that. But then you need you need you'd also need to then roll it into climb. And I just think it starts getting a bit messy, especially with different kinds yep. of tables and and, and whatnot. But exactly. I think um yeah, but like the 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 entries were good. We had one from Kyle where he was talking about um using a marut. Um, and he said that the Marut having an extra inch to, to super jump, sorry, the Marut having a six inch super jump is quite handy when, you know, your armor eight. So, you know, you can jump oh, 10 oh, inches oh. up onto a building. And if you take an arrow, you don't really care because you've got three wounds in armor eight. So yep. it's not a big deal. Oh, and if you want to forego your cover just to get, you know, a jump shot on something, it's perfectly reasonable to do that. So um, that was that was interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, so we had those four entries and Hugh was a random winner. So congratulations to Hugh. He wins a blister of his choice from Toy Soldier Imports. Uh, well done. And then on to a new month. So um, congrat uh, congratulations, sorry. Thank you to Sam Benson, who's one of our Patreons, um, who submitted a um, suggestion on our Patreon chat here on Discord. Um, to talk about this, the new sensor bot, um, another um, unit that's got a bit of a glow up in ITS 14. Like last year, it was bikes. This year, it's the sensor bot. So what a glow up it's been! And quite yes, like quite the glow up. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know how much of a challenge this is going to be because everyone's running them anyway. But I guess the the in, the interesting part that we want to talk about on sensor bots and running them this month is to you know just talk about how 
what value you're getting out of them and then also talking about if you plan to run them um once the season ends because i mean ultimately this is only a seasonal change and and whether or not uh, you can get some use out, out of them outside marksmanship and the tack awareness mm-hmm. that you get for free mm-hmm. um we'd love to hear um your thoughts on um, the ecm hacker minus three if that's come in handy um or, or um how the i've already had pretty great success with it personally yeah yeah, yeah, the, the having yeah, I, um, I, yeah, been awesome. What, yeah, I what, have, have you got two, any, actually. Have you got an example? Have you got some examples? Well, yeah, against Ryan, it worked really well. Where he had like, I discovered six camera markers in like two orders. Oh yeah, he did say yeah that, and that is something that we talked about last week. Where it's a kind of a, a side buff to, um, or side nerf to to camo because yeah, now because yeah, yeah. now if you're sure. if you're taking one in almost every list, it just goes it just goes six four and then next order six and then just yeah. camel um uh, reveals everything which is reveals the whole yeah at Kevfinity yeah. Kev, I, I did two of your models uh similarly if you remember you had a yes I got a Hawa and a Kel- and a bandit yeah 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 um but I, I actually did I actually did have a situation where the um the negative three ECM came into Oh yeah, uh, negative through the hacking ECM came to help uh, the last round of Kevfinity, um, where I was uh, fighting Phil and uh, what hacker was it? Um, I think it was just like it was a, a regular, mm-hmm. uh, like like a, a yeah, regular like an hacker regular. Just playing yeah. um, uh, Incontimento. Acon, yep. Acon, yeah. Shock like, army. Um, she she just could not hack my. Um, I think it was a Rafik. The mm-hmm. Rafik with the Red Fury just couldn't hack it. Yeah, because every what, single these... time yeah, she she would she would roll. It was yeah tens or something like that. I would either beat it. I would either beat the it with the reset on thirteens, mm-hmm. um, or she just failed the roll. Yeah, or or your um, um your BTS is now effectively yeah. six with it as well. So it's yeah, it's real. Um, no, it, can... it doesn't add firewall. Does it not? It's just it's just ECM minus three. Oh, it's not a ten bot. Oh, okay. I thought it was the same. Oh thing. wait, I actually, thought, it doesn't add. Yeah, it, that's the one. I thought it did the same thing as a ten bot, but wasn't a ten bot because you can't use it to extend to a fire team. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. No, because the, the the ten bots specifically give you firewall. Right. Well, you can you can look that up while I finish off talking about the challenge. So yeah, so there here are some examples of how you can use the new. The new uh, sensor bots, or not the new sensor bots, but the new rules on sensor bots. So, as always, send in your thoughts, uh, analysis, battle reports to us at lossoflieutenant at gmail.com. Um, please put it in a, in a Google Doc. Don't don't just paste it to the email body. Please don't put it in a Word, Microsoft Word. Just link it, uh, make it so that we can view it as well. And uh, yeah, send it to, in to us before the end of the month to go into a random draw to win a blister of your choice. Remember, if you want us to read it, you want to, you want to be a Patreon. A Patreon? Uh, that's not true. I was just saying that you know we don't actually check the uh, the entries from people who are not Patreons. I'm just trying to, get, <laughs> to check if people are. Well, I mean, a uh, localizer, Val. 
probably yeah, a good time to remind everybody that um, yes, you can be one of our Patreons by signing up to Loss of Lieutenant on Patreon for as little as three dollar dues a month. I swear to God, we have to stop this. Um, <laughs> I was more joking. I don't actually. Uh, Jesus. No, no, we, we we always want more Patreons, right? Like it helps That's pay true. for this podcast. It helps it helps yeah, keep it our it helps keep the money coming in, so we can send out awesome prizes. Um, so yeah, three dollars a month. Um, you get access to our Patreon chat. You get access to watching this live show unfold. You get uh, to suggest content for episodes, suggest content for challenges, and uh, you should also receive a patch. But I think we have la- been a bit lax on that one, so we'll look into that one. And uh, if you haven't received a patch from us, please let us know, and we'll we'll uh, get one sent out to you. Um, all right, so that one out of the way, we've done those. And of course, our Q4 challenge is still running until the end of the year, uh, which is to paint up one of the new ITS-14 extras, which includes the CSU, uh, Corsair, and the sensor bot. You, um, we will need a one before picture and up to four after pictures. And please send it, please don't post it anywhere else. You can come onto our uh, Discord and you can post it in the web chat. And if you're a Patreon, you can post it there, but please don't post it to like, uh, you know, um, the Infinity Facebook page or, or anything like that, because we would like it to be new for the contest. Um, and a random winner will be selected at the end of the year to win a small box set of their choice. And again, send it in to us at lossoflieutenant at gmail.com. Um, with preferably JPEGs. You can obviously combine them into a collage if you want as well. If you want to, like, you know, because that just counts as one picture. Um, you don't have to do, like, four individual pictures. You can do, like, four multiple angle pictures if you want, as long as it's just four pictures. So five in total if you include the before. Um, anything on that, guys? Have you been painting up a CSU or Corsair for this challenge? Mm, no, I do have one of the IR models, which I might paint up for it. But I'm not sure yet. As a Corsair I mean, CSU, I, that would be a CSU. Okay. I, mean, I got a nice. I, I got a CSU. I'm pretty happy with the way she's painted up from uh, playing OSS. Um, but at Capfinity, I did uh, get the uh, the jewel box of Bashi Bazooks. Oh. Um, which will double potentially as Rafiks because I think they look a little bit more assassiny. You mean Rajiks? Um, yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? Rajiks. You said you, you said Rafiks, which is the remote. Rajiks are the oh, oh, and we say that Toha are Rajiks. hard to remember who's who. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've I've got I've got I've got the him and I'm I, them and I'm I'm thinking of uh, painting one of them up just for just to test a Hakazai uh, assassin's color scheme as well as get a uh, corsair painted up. Yeah, now you mention it, I've got a shitload of blisters in my um, drawer that I was. Just saving. Oh yeah, like I got a an old, the old Tuareg. I don't think it really counts for anything <laughs> these days. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll be doing yeah. that. Yeah, I've got some models I should probably use. Yeah, I need to find them. Yeah, because I should get some painting. Should get some painting back on. Um, I haven't touched a paintbrush in oh, well before I even left for um, holidays. Um, all right, yeah. so that's out of the way. On to event announcements. So. Um, quick correction from last last episode. Um, I think I may have said that CanCon was on the 28th of January, but that was a lie. That is not when CanCon is. Um, CanCon is the 21st and 22nd of January, 2023. 
So apologies to the event organisers for um, putting that out in the last episode and immediately going, oh shit, that's not the right day at all. So um, yeah, so the 21st, 22nd of January, um, it's part of the CanCon Con. Um, there will be an Infinity event at that. Um, the five missions are, gentlemen, seeing as you got, well, one of you is going to this. Oh, Jesus. Uh, putting me on the spot. Um, mate, mate, you should fucking I know believe, this. I believe it it's is, unmasking. It's, it's, it's unmasking. Acquisition, yeah. um, uh, supplies. I'm acquisition, supplies, <laughs> supremacy, and <laughs> hygienics. Bang, nailed it. Okay, yeah, so in order acquisition, unmasking, supplies, supremacy, and cryogenics. So, that's, is, that, is that what I said? I think it is what you said, but I couldn't tell because Jacob was talking over you. Um, so, the, the, how much are tickets? Uh, 65, and they're all gone. They're all gone. They're all gone. They're all gone. I don't think they're all gone. But seriously, sign up, people. Sign up. Sign up. Yeah. Sign up. Yeah. All right. Well, I I will not be going. Unfortunately, I have uh, work commitments on at the beginning of January, so I will have to miss this year. But um, good luck to. Is it, is it not? Is it not being held over the Australia Day weekend like it normally was? No, because Australia. Well, the Australia Australia Day is on like Thursday. Yeah. So it's not. It's not gonna. Ha- it's not gonna land on either. Uh, it's not gonna land on a public holiday. So um, oh, yeah, I'm going to be take days off, people. Yeah, I'm going to be away that weekend. But we, it sounds like we've got a fairly yeah. good contingent of people going up for it. Um, I, I think, think so. Like, we got, I think about eight or nine. Eight or nine, yeah, cool. And how's things going with getting the bus? You were talking about doing that last time. Love to get a bus. I haven't looked into it at all, to be honest. Oh, okay. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll make it. I'll probably make a chat um, throughout uh, this weekend, and then just see who who's actually keen on a bus. Mm. Be fun. We have two people that are licenses who can actually drive it, so that'd be. I reckon it'd be a good time, but um, yeah, just it's gonna take. How big's the bus? It's only if it's only like a sixteen. It's only a sixteen seater. You don't need a you don't need a special license for it. You do. You need a a light rigid. Oh, I've driven those buses before. No one's ever asked me for a. Um, in scouts, they've never asked me for that. Well, there you go. Um. The only other thing, though, is with the uh, with the bus. Though, what makes it hard is if people stay in different venues. That's the that's the thing. So you you probably want to, you probably need to organise um, accommodation and everyone is going on the bus. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, anyone who's going to CanCon from Melbourne, please all coordinate and book your own book your accommodation as a group. That would be a good idea because also it means that you all go back to the same place and you can play board games and drink together rather than being alone in a hostel or whatever. Oh, I'll do exactly let's right. let's let's be honest though. Val will just be at Woolshed. <laughs> Fucking like right. it's not going to be anywhere. Else. Is that what it's called? Is it called Woolshed, or am I thinking the one in Adelaide? Uh, no, it's uh, what's it called? Oh, Jesus Christ! It's been it's been uh, a couple <laughs> of years since uh, since we've been, haven't we? Oh fuck, what's it called? It's something equally Come like country like, isn't it? It's probably Come got it's me. probably got a mechanical bull in it for all, uh, <laughs> most likely. Um, uh, no, no, no. Canberra's Canberra's a very well, Canberra's a very classy place. Um, yeah, so yes, we've got CanCon on that weekend. On that weekend, the twenty first, twenty second of January. Um, then we have, uh, well, before that, we've got the Geelong event, which is happening this about, Sunday. This Sunday. So this Sunday, which is the which is what date? The sixth. The sixth of November. So it's the sixth November. The... Um, the store championships. I think it's the sixth of November. Let me quickly check my calendar. Yes, it is. Um, and basically, yep, uh, three hundred points. We've got. Um, yeah, so basically, three games, uh, it's the, I guess to celebrate the end of the year, um, the throw the dice of putting on, uh, 
events for the main systems that are played in the store. Infinity is one of them. And yeah, we're hoping to get uh, hopefully 10 to 12 people. Um, and then, yeah, we've got eight signed up already and hopefully a couple of Melbourne stragglers come in, uh, come through last minute and we get up to 10 or 12 people. I'm sure some, time. I'm sure people from Melbourne will, will make it last minute. It's, and it's on the Sunday, right? Yeah, it's on the yeah. Sunday. That's, that's, that's kind of unfortunate because going to Geelong and then coming back on Sunday and then start having work on the Monday, it's a bit tough. But, you know, uh, it'll be a good time. So, yeah, get on down. Yeah, cool. Ah, uh, uh, Mooseheads. That's the one. Thank you Mooseheads. very much. Who is that? Was that uh, Wana saying that? Yeah, Wana. Yeah, Mooseheads. Of course. Right. Um, and then we've got our second slow grow as well. That's on the 27th of November, I believe. Mm. Um, if I can get that right, yeah, Sunday the twenty seventh of November. There's no mission lineup for it points. yet, but it's gonna be two hundred, yeah, two hundred twenty five points. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. No yeah. restrictions. Uh, so the last event we had on Sunday had restrictions, which we'll get into. Um, but this one will be no restrictions, two twenty five, and we had twenty six players, so we've got like last time. So this one it will be at least that, hopefully, um, because hopefully more people will have their armies painted by then too. Hopefully I will. Hopefully I will have some Starmada assembled and painted by by then. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to sign up to um, Slowgrow, that's on Facebook. Um, we can also send a link in the um, Victoria Discord page. And for the Geelong event as well, you can get that on Facebook. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, it's all on yeah. Facebook. So I've put it up. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, and lastly, before we get into the meat of the episode, oh, sorry, last before we get into the meat of the episode, uh, we just want to um, uh, do a quick mailbag, actually. We haven't ever done a mailbag before, but we're going to do a mailbag right now, and that's to thank Ash from Gorilla Miniatures Games for a very lovely email he sent us last week, just to say that he appreciates our podcast and he thinks that we're doing a great job, and that filled us with a warm and fuzzies since I've been watching Ash do battle reports for Infinity since I started playing, and uh, to hear that coming from him is, is really nice, so... Big up to, to yeah. Ash. Um, he does a great, huge. great job for the community oh, yeah. for I, every I'm, war game. I don't know how that guy plays. Like he must have. He just, yeah. just like oh, so many games what? that guy plays. It's amazing. And and then he oh. talks about going to like tournaments and stuff. It's mm -hmm. just incredible. But awesome. yeah, I mean, I mentioned it. I mentioned it in our group chat. I pretty much learned to play Infinity watching Radio Free Neo Terra. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I learned to I, I learned to play Infinity badly from ash because there wouldn't be an episode that would go by that i would go hang on i think that rule's wrong and then... <laughs> but, but it's like our episodes as well like we don't have oh yeah where we don't have like i mean well. i i'm not like no not throwing any shade i mean he's well no, aware no, no. uh of 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 it but i mean that's what happens when you're recording and yeah. like playing and you know you're gonna get stuff wrong but um yeah. I've been watching Ash as well for a long time. So no, that's a, that's a yeah, that's a huge compliment. So yeah, big thanks, uh, big thank you. And if he, he, he if he listens to this episode, I'll, I'll hopefully he does another Arena Rex episode. Um, yeah, that was that's that's an awesome game as well. Oh, another dead okay. game. Another dead game. Is he is he based in the US or is, is it Canada? US, US. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure it's US. Pretty sure it's Canada. I mean, it's always better. It's always safer to say Canada, right, rather than the US. I think that's uh, that's a know. safe. I might be safe mixing up my mini. My mini wargaming channels. I mean, he sounds yeah, Canadian. But, um, I'm pretty sure he says a boot when he's when he's talking. Boot. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was awesome. Anyway, uh, big, big, 
Yeah, it was very nice. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, one more thing before we get into get into the the direct action missions, we did also want to point out or shout out that we did our War Crow demo last week when that dropped on TTS. Um, CB created the demo in the same way that they did for Tagrade. So um, myself, Jacob, Nick, and one of our Patreons, Obiscus, jumped on to TTS and we um, played played through the demo mission, which was a hell of a lot of fun, actually. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, it took a couple of hours, I guess, because we were getting used to the mechanics and the and the, and yeah. the and the rules, but it was super streamlined. The app kind of told you most of what you needed to do, which was really great. Um, uh, not too many, not too many errors, really. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was great. Um, Jacob, do you have anything you want to say on the Warcrow demo? Yeah, no, I, I I was I was surprised I enjoyed it as much as I I did, um, but when, once we got into it, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, it was. It was pretty simple. I mean, and my my favorite thing we talked about how we really liked the initiative wheel. Yeah, um, and the, the one thing I really liked. It, yeah, and the one thing I really liked that is the the flipping of uh, so like the orders on the initiative. So players always go first. Um, when the round starts, but at the end of the round, all the monsters go first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure, like when you get much more complicated battle, uh, battles, thinking about the fact that you're going to get hit first the next time, you know, your initiative comes around. Even if, um, yeah, you know, by the time your initiative comes around, so you got to think about that sort of stuff. I no, think. I think. Uh, yeah, the initiative tracker was really cool. It was very dynamic. It's not like a lot of games where it's you know. Uh, Jacob goes, I go, Val goes, monsters go, right? It was like yeah. that that's how it is at the start. But then depending on what actions you do, it can push you further around the wheel to the point where you actually um it might go it might go me, Jacob, Val, monsters, then like Jacob, monsters, Val, me, right? Depending on like if you do additional actions that kind of i guess yeah. fat- fatigue you then you have to like wait longer and, th- and there's kind of this like leapfrogging of um your your tokens on the on the tracker where you're like oh yeah i think i'm, I'm going here and then and then stuff happens and it, it changes so i really like that dynamic nature of it and i feel like that there's lots of um room for that to to grow and be implemented with other other encounters and other um like potions for example like where you would like go up the wheel as opposed to down the wheel and did i think did your character jacob have like some kind of power where it allowed itself to to like oh no i think it was i think it was next dwarf where yeah next yeah. dwarf had the um the Azo- amulet the, like 13th yeah. company amulet yeah amulet, like yeah. azoka would be like normally attacking last but she could use her amulet to like move one up the wheel which could be really important if you know, if it was basically her or the monsters, then she could potentially go before the monsters. So that was really neat. Um, the uh, the energy allocation was really cool as well because it's again, it's not just like move attack or attack attack. It was like depending on and every character was slightly different. Um, in the yeah. triggers, I guess of of the actions, sometimes it would allow you to displace yourself and then attack. Sometimes it would allow you to um, like charge up and then attack or or, or like a bunch of different stuff that you could do, and it was really up to you how you wanted to spend your your energy. Um, the the one thing that I think we got wrong, or not got wrong, but it took a bit of time for us to figure out, was how you actually did an attack, right? Because it was yeah. something to do with the every um, 
like six there's six like six rows and then every row has like you have to fill up or six yeah you have to fill them up with three energy in order to do an attack and you had to fill yeah, it up you, right you had like a certain bar you had to you fill up on each row that's right and generally when you did the rows with less that you needed less energy to activate those were the ones that would force you to go another initiative forward that's before right before you ended your turn and then applied your initiative to figure out where you are in the like following initiative order but what that allowed you to do and what we did a lot is it allowed you to spend let's say on one row you spent two you got some little bonus mm-hmm. um and, and, and obviously and then like on the next attack. row it would yeah and then on the next row especially me because i was a ranged character on the next row i'd go another initiative forward but because it only required one energy i get two attacks in a turn yes you you get to basically shoot your arrow twice and then you've got like a special ability that actually allows you to shoot a tart shoot two different targets as well so you could like shoot them effectively yeah to each you know like basically four times you could shoot i could i could shoot four times yeah effectively yeah um but yeah so that that was that was that was interesting that was really cool um the uh we did one, we did... one thing we didn't really talk about much in like our post game thing is um the monster like ai that they had i i really liked the the monster ai it was really clear you knew exactly what the monster was doing yeah no that's right it um, was it was based it, on like the, their distance from you right yeah it, it it reminds me if anyone's ever played it it reminds me of like a family friendly version of uh uh god what's it called um kingdom death oh right i haven't played that game but i've heard people talk like reference it, um it. it's it's very similar at least as far as how the monsters work they've sort of got their own little ai that determines on what they do mm-hmm. um but obviously you know cb you know being cb and not the guys who make um kingdom death it's yeah it's a more family-friendly version of that but it, it feels very the same as in, in terms of the way the monsters at least move on their initiatives speaking spots. about family friendly when we were reading like you know the the app kind of gives you the 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 preamble for it right oh. you know and fucking me it was just like quite violent like there was you know the, this, this, you know, this child's being kidnapped and then like there's just uh. blood and bones on the street and then yeah and then the then not to spoil it but then like there's like a thing that happens with the beggar and it's very gruesome and like they've really gone to quite a lot of it like lengths to like make it quite graphic and i was like whoa what's going on here this is if, if you if you've got a powerful imagination um uh, you might give yourself some nightmares at a one particular point in the yeah i've and um, in the damn uh, campaign and it's fun it's actually funny because i've just uh Kren and i just sat down last night to watch um cabinet of curiosities it's just dropped on netflix the new horror anthology um and it's very um like i love that kind of horror because it's very hp lovecraft and the monsters in this game are very similar to the monsters that are in the cabinet of curiosities like very you know like they don't have faces but they've got tentacles coming out of them and they're you know possessing yeah real like creepy weird shit um and i Mm. i just immediately saw it and was like oh yeah like it kind of reminds me of the warcrow monsters so um yeah that was cool um we were gonna say what was the thing yeah there was a couple of issues i think with the app um there were some typos i think where we got confused with when you are stunned i think it says you've got to use your strength on the on tts 
but in the rule book it yeah. says you got to use your willpower or your perception. Um, perception. That's what it is. So there was a couple of typos yeah. there, and obviously we didn't read we didn't read the rules properly, and we only put down two enemies when there should have been four. But that's kind of one of those things where it's not actually written anywhere in. I don't know. The book. I, I... I I, th I think we were okay with the the two enemies because the app only had two enemies. Ah no! Because if there were more, if there were if there were more, not, we would have had more tokens. No, mm -hmm. no, it does say two enemies, but if you look at the enemy card at the bottom of the enemy card, it says it says one two, right? And if you look at the oh. rules, it says it will. The rules said the card will tell you how many enemies to put down based on the number at the bottom of the card, and. I didn't read that. We just read the app that just says put down, put down one unit of card. Oh, of okay. So it's, it's it's like a it's like a squad. It's like a unit. Yeah, exactly. And apparently, Defiance is written in a similar way, but I've never I haven't actually played through the Defiance one, so um, didn't think about that. So we got that bit wrong. Um, I think that's it's not a big deal, but it's something if you're not um, because the app's so good, you don't feel like you have to read too many of the rules, and because a lot of what you do is written on your card you may be forgiven for not reading the rules thoroughly so there's a little bit of that where i think you know you you do still have to um reference the rules to get the full picture it's not going to be everything everything's not going to be on the card in front of you so i think it's just something to bear in mind if you play the game um to read everything and don't just assume mm -hmm. so but i mean it was, it was inevitable we were going to get something wrong um, but it did make the game a lot easier for us. <laughs> we didn't we yeah. <laughs> having like half the number of enemies to to kill was a lot easier than uh, dealing with. Well, four we did of them. we did have Nick being an absolute hero going down uh, just near the end. Oh yeah, yeah, he was the dwarf Azoka, yeah. and uh, got taken down by the big gribbly at the end. Um, but then I revived him with my uh, or her with my because I was the healer. I was the I can't remember her name now, but she's pretty cool. I like I quite like her. I like playing healers in in RPGs anyway. Ludovine, yes, and uh, got uh, Azoka back up, and then Azoka was like, "Fucking keep smashing this beast," and then it uh, and then it and then other things happened. It but ran away. We're not oh, okay. Yeah, it ran away. I was gonna say we're not gonna tell you because you should get on and play the demo as well. Um, although the 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 Kickstarter has now ended, so I guess um, if you haven't already pledged, then your time has is up. You have to wait now till twenty twenty four to get the. The Warcrow um, Adventures pledge. Did any of you guys back it, Val? No, not me. No, no, no. No, I put, no, I didn't. I put a dollar down in case I change my mind. I'm not sure it's going to change my mind because, as much as I enjoyed it, I just don't think I've got the time for a new game. Um, and I'm really interested mm. in Warcrow, but I'm not. I'd like. I think we we mentioned it in the last episode. Um, what Nick said was the full game is going to be out, be out next year so why are we waiting until 2024 to get the dungeon crawler unless you just really want those limited limited edition miniatures so yeah yeah or just you want a board game that you've got a group of four people to play with so i mean sure yeah i mean it's just going to become another board yeah. game that i don't play unfortunately, unfortunately um, yeah. and so that's that. So yeah, that that was really fun. If you guys are interested and believe it's still up there on TTS, uh, if you want to get you know a little bit used to the combat mechanics, I highly recommend um, getting into it. All right, folks. Well, that's that's about it for the preamble. Uh, we're gonna have a quick break um, before we get into talking about the direct action missions. So we'll be right back. And we're back. 
Okay, so we're going to jump into the direct action missions. We didn't get through them on the last episode, um, but we're going to jump into them now. So, for those of you who don't know, direct action missions are four new missions that were added into ITS-14 that are basically the same as four existing missions, but minus the classifieds. And then they've added this new thing called key ops, plus a couple of other little bits and pieces to differentiate them from um, ITS. So, we all got to play these on the weekend, so we all have a rough idea of how they are, but we'll go through them one by one, starting with Battleground. Um, does someone want to take Battleground away? Yeah, it's basically... Anyway, it's frontline, basically, um, so it's a mission where the middle zone is divided into three strips, and you obviously get the, uh, you get the most points for having the furthest, um, or the one nearest your enemy. Uh, but unlike the one, the standard front line, there's a key ops, and the key ops is uh, a way where you can earn some extra objective points. So basically, if you kill the enemy key ops, you get two. Um, if you threaten the enemy key ops, so you end with an eight inches. At the end of the game, you get one objective point. And other than that, it's pretty much the front line. So, yeah, pretty straightforward. Yeah, so what what is the being a key ops? How, how, is, how does a key ops work? Basically, gives you a tactical awareness order to one of your models, and it gives you plus three dodge. And um, what can and can't be a key ops? Uh, just like a basically, you can't be a, I think a rem or um, I think no, you can't be a regular. No. I think a regular. You can't yeah. be a marker. Yeah. So marker, yes. So players are not not allowed. I, to... I think you're right with the regular as well. Yeah. Players are not allowed to choose troopers in hidden deployment or in a marker state. This trooper must always be on the table as a model, not as a marker. Also, irregular troops and those troop type yeah. is rem are also not eligible to be key ops. So very similar to the data tracker rule we had back in season uh, ten, um, initially. But now we get this dodge plus three and tack awareness. Uh, important thing to mention, the dodge plus three is not cumulative with any other dodge bonus that you may have. So you cannot make dodge plus six. It does specifically say that these special skills are not cumulative. If the trooper already has them, then they are not applied. So, you also um, can't double up on tack awareness. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, that's very true as well. You cannot du double double up on tack awareness either. So, yeah, it's a, it's pretty cool. Like, like you say, it's just basically like frontline. I quite I don't mind the um, idea of uh, the killing the key ops, um, but the key ops himself doesn't actually do anything for you in the game other than, you know, be a model with um, an extra order and plus three dodge. So it's fine. Um, it's... Like you say, in frontline you normally get four classifieds, whereas now it's two, two for the key op, and I think there's one more for the farther sector and one more for the middle sector. So it's actually not an awful lot like how frontline used to be in season thirteen, um, but with instead of the two two classified objectives, they've just got kill the enemy key ops. So yeah, it's 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 fine. Um, it's it's pretty straightforward. Uh, next up, we've got cutthroat. So, oh, uh, I was just going to say quickly, quickly oh. it's it's interesting that I, I find the threatened key ops interesting because we've we've had obviously with uh, the uh, cryogenics the threaten the HVTs and all yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, threatens but to have like threatened an active model is interesting. Yeah, threatening's becoming more prevalent in games. I think it was first seen in sorry, I just want a beer. Um, first seen in Dire Foes missions. Um, where you're threat, but you're threatening an HVT. Now you're threatening a model. So yeah, it does mean like you you're kind of incentivized to just keep 
the key ops in your DZ and not do anything with it. Maybe use its tack aware order just to move from your from your deployment zone into the nearest zone and they just put them on a rooftop where they can't get killed because they um obviously give up points if they're near enemies or get killed by an enemy. Uh, Alright, uh, Jacob, do you want to do cutthroat? Yeah. So if I remember correctly, cutthroat is pretty much firefight. I actually think it's more like decap. But it's actually it's, uh, it's, it's, it's actually like it's actually like neither really. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's been a mix of uh, both. Yeah, so it's it's like decap um, but without uh, the HVTs. Yeah, so you get a bigger deployment zone um, in it. Uh, the objectives are uh, kill more army points than your ad adversary. Adversary, right? E either army. Uh, kill the same number of lieutenants. <laughs> Or lieutenants, uh, kill more lieutenants, <laughs> uh, and kill more enemy troops with your uh, key ops than your adversary does with theirs. Mm. Uh, which I think is sort of replacing that um, uh, kill specialists that you might have had in, I think, uh, Firefight. In Firefight. Yeah, but then also in Decap, I think you get. Right, yeah, I can, see, get, I can like, see what you say about it being more like Decap, yeah. Yeah, because it's got reinforced tactical link, which Firefight doesn't. Yeah. Um, so no loss of lieutenant in this one. Um, but you and then again you've got the the key ops. Um, mm. Now what I really like about this mission is the the um, excuse me is that to kill more enemy troopers with your key op than your opponent does is is quite a new. I don't think there's any other mission that mm. has done that. I'm thinking maybe hunting party might have had something similar to this, but mm. um, because it's models and not points, it means that like you know. It's, you know, I, I kill a tag with my key ops and you kill a seven point flash boss bot, then we're both on one. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think maybe the most we ever had was kill a data tracker with your data tracker, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So this one's kind of interesting. Cause you... you can double tap people who are just unconscious, so you can go around shooting dead bodies and just double tapping. That still counts. Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, because then they're yeah, they are they are and killed it, at the end of the game. Yeah. And it should it should be pointed out that if you look at these, um, especially like because I'm looking at them on my con log, uh, con, con log app, is that they they are uh, in in that particular case that um he's got them sized still for three hundred points, um not for what we'll talk about later, which is smaller games. That is a really good point. Um, Comlog doesn't doesn't seem to have it sized for smaller games, which would yeah, it is important because Make, it does sense. change does change it. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I really like this mission. Um, it's straightforward, but I think the element of killing more enemy troopers with your key ops does bring a separate um, different element to it because you're not necessarily just going to put it on your yeah. tanky in your biggest piece. It might be on. You might have to be a bit more finesse with it, I guess. Uh, what do you think, Val? Did you you play this mission on the weekend? Did you like it? Yeah, yeah no, I like all the missions. They're all great. They're great, like entry level missions. Um, yeah, it encourages you to kind of um, yeah use your key up in an aggressive way, which is nice. But obviously, you have to um, be careful because if the enemy kills your key up early, and then all that, then they know how many kills they need to get with theirs um, to get that those points over you. So it's a nice little balance. So, yeah, that's um, true. No, great there's like I guess there's four points being locked out. If you if you kill if you kill my my key ops, then I I'm basically locked out of four points. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting, especially if you if it doesn't happen until turn three, it can really swing it. Um, so that's yeah. cool. Uh, next up we have superiority, which is basically supremacy. Um, 
really. So yeah, four four quadrants, um, consoles in the middle of each quadrant. Push the quadrant with a with a specialist or or a hacker, um, for the bonus. And then the only real difference from that one to supremacy, sorry, to from supremacy to this mission, is at the end of the game you have a dominant key ops. So essentially, you have to have a key ops dominating a quadrant um, for an additional point. Doesn't seem like an awful lot of, doesn't seem like a much of a reason to to do it. Like it's essentially just replacing the one classified you would get normally. So it's sort of. It's fine. You do get the security detachment in this mission, which is also fine. Um, but yeah, it's essentially supremacy. Um, Dominic Keop is is might might be good in a in a tiebreaker. I know when I played it on the weekend, we'd both forgotten about that rule until we finished the game, and um, I think yeah, I think I'd killed my opponents, but I had mine, and um, that basically took it. It basically kept me within two points of him, so it was it was a good little little difference there. I don't I don't mind it. Um, any thoughts from you guys? Um, no, I like I said I enjoyed all the missions. Um, with this one, um, the yeah, don't again the key up is like kind of important. So you always want like I guess when let's build any of these missions, you want like one model that can uh, take advantage and be a good key up. So you kind of want like that something with like a decent stat line, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agreed. It's it's one point, which doesn't sound like an awful lot, but it, because it's at the end of the game, it could be all the difference between a, a draw and a win, or a, a narrow loss and, and 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 a draw, for example. So, it's um yeah, it's still important to to kill the enemy key ops and and stop and make sure you have one, because I guess that's a more of a two point swing. And then finally, we have uplink center, which I think is the same as an acquisition. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um yeah, it's 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 actually exactly the same. Um you get the Corsair. So that's cool. And then you have this weird rule which I don't know why it just isn't a key op rule. But at the end of the game have an active lieutenant. Um and what the rule for that says is Oh just zoom in here. At the end of the game, a lieutenant is active if they are not in any null state, unconscious, dead, isolated, or any immobilized state. So that's a bit different from normal because, you know, they're including isolated and immobilized in here. But what I find, like, why... I was just thinking, is it is it really even possible for the person who goes first... Exactly. Um, uh, to yeah, kill yeah, the lieutenant. Yeah, you can because you don't because you, yeah. you don't you don't you don't nominate you don't nominate. Oh yes, you're right. Turn. Yes. Yeah, but it's just I feel like that's a missed opportunity from CB. Why didn't they just make that an active um, key ops? Because the difficulty mm-hmm. with the lieutenant is the lieutenant changes every you know if you go into loss of lieutenant you go that turn without it and the next turn you get him back. So if you kill the lieutenant in turn one means fucking nothing for active lieutenant unless you can somehow you've lost again yeah and uh, well until uh, unless you're like making sh- unless you're um uh you know put them into retreat i guess because then i guess they don't have the mm-hmm. lieutenant at the end of the game but mm-hmm. yeah I, if they'd made it the key ops it's way more simple because then you know you've got one model you have to go for you can kill them on turn one or turn two or turn three doesn't matter whereas this one it does matter you might as well just not 
like you, you know there's no incentive to do it early and other than it obviously being their lieutenant and it being an important thing to kill um so I, yeah i just thought it was a strange one when they've well, got it's a strange rule but meh. the other three missions the, the other three missions all have a key op so why not this one that's kind of my point yeah. If, if you had a bunch of chain of commands, could you just complicate someone trying to get this point? Because every single time, oh, so stopping you from getting that point? Because every single time you'd automatically get a lieutenant. I guess so. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. it's niche. It's one point. Um, and like yeah. to kill someone's lieutenant is like. Meh. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Turn, like, yeah. You're right. It probably should have just been have your key ops alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's 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 fine. It's it's whatever. Um. All right. So that's the four missions done. You so Val, you you said that you like these missions. Um, yeah, they're great. Yeah. Here's here's uh, I think uh, we had a good time. Here's uh here's a question for you on these missions. So you like them? They're not super dissimilar from the ITS missions. So first question is, do you like them more than the ITS missions? No, they they serve a different purpose though. They're they're like the entry level missions. They don't need a classified deck, and they um. They don't, they don't have a classified deck. That's it. That's, that's um, it, Val. That's the only difference. So they're not. Well, they, they're they not, they're not, so they're not. They're, they're not entry level then. They are entry level. They're not entry level. They, they, they are. They are. Some of them are like a tiny bit simplified. So are I was. They? I was, In what so way? I was taking a look. Well, uh, for I think cut. Yeah, cut for cutthroat. Um, they're all oh related God. to the. Oh, they're all related to the lack of HVTs and and classifieds. Now, if you're gonna tell me that a classified objective is somehow more complicated, it's maybe just like a classified no, 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 decks the, are harder to find. The entry level, in the sense that out of the twenty missions or twenty one missions in the ITS pack, the four simplest missions are frontline firefight, supremacy, and acquisition. They also introduce mechanics of the game, which are diverse from mission to mission whilst not complicating the game too much so for example frontline is basically a territory grab while supremacy is a territory grab with a uh, with a button you push firefights like annihilation but with a little bit extra to it for example the key op thing while acquisition is like um basically uh the button pushing plus the killing so why uh, so why not just have why not why make these missions then because we already have those missions you just said they're the same yeah, but but they're basically they're good entry level for players to then not have to learn a whole new mission because it's it's like no 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 hold on hold on hold on you're you're not making any sense these are the same missions as supremacy firefight or decap right the only difference the only difference is HVTs and classifieds so why so. What's a, so basically? I think look. I don't know why it's did, but basically, my understanding is that they wanted to provide direct uh, action missions to be the uh, good entry level missions, right? And the best entry level missions are supplies. Yeah, no, you've you've already line. you've already said that. So why yeah, so, so why not so why not just say the four entry level missions are supplies? It's actually not supplies. Supplies. They dumped supplies them down are... even further. They dumped them down even further so yeah. to make it even more entry level. But you don't know. But okay, so yeah, so they're for entry. So they're so you're saying they're for entry level. Yeah, that's all. That's what that's what what they're for. And um, yeah, I think they're that's they, they work well to, uh, in what in that purpose. Because it makes me wonder what their what their end goal is, because. 
like people keep complaining that they can't get access to classified objectives. So they've removed classified objectives from here. People keep saying that there's also that, that they need, they want new classified objectives because we're bored of the existing ones. So did CB make these ones without classifiers to maybe test the waters to see what maybe people thought about those missions to maybe see if they right. could change how ITS is played. I agree that they are slightly simpler in that you don't need classified objectives because classifiers can be a bit complicated because you read them and go, oh, hang on, I've got to do, oh, wait, no, I've got to do two forward observe rules, not the hacking, and I don't can't use the hacking program, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I can, I can, I see that point of view. I just... I just wonder if there's something more at play here because they're not mm. they're not that they're really not that dissimilar. It's like sometimes one or two at most three points different based on the the absence of classifieds. Um it just I guess I just wanted to get your thoughts on like more than just is it simpler it's simpler yes, but is there something else going on here or am I just like imagining it? Uh I don't know. They could be. Um to me I think it's just simpler, but I don't know. Um they they have made the missions slightly similar. There's like uh like supremacy doesn't have the dominate the same. Uh, sure. Um, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Like I'm just talking about the, like little bits like that. I'm not saying that makes a significant difference. Um. And to be honest, they've they've reduced complexity. Like if we talk about new players, they've reduced complexity by taking out. Um, classifieds but just to put put it back in by introducing the key ops and having the key ops you know needing to do um all these sorts of objectives you know uh you know they've simplified cutthroat from decapitation they took out the panoplies and just just had kill people with the key ops so yeah and i think um but yeah. i i think i i think i agree with you kev it sort of seems like they've just gone and said hey if you want to introduce people to the game play firefight frontline supremacy and uh acquisition and those are our those are the best examples of getting into its well i mean that's what val was saying like take you know by making it simpler just it it just seems strange it just seems strange to add them like because people are calling for new missions but these aren't and these aren't uh, that yeah. I, I haven't heard too many people call for too, for new missions personally, but I mean, um, I'd love to see uh, I'd love to see some more missions get cycled. Like we've had one new mission yeah. added this season. If you don't include these four direct action missions, yeah. Um, I think I think I personally believe that people are just kind of sick, like a little bit sick of the current um suite of missions, yeah. and would like to see. Mm-hmm. You know, not one added, but maybe like four added, and then yeah. four retired, and, cool. and like four just taken out of the game for a bit because. Yeah, maybe. You know, because uh, which which which, which uh, do you do you have any idea? I don't know. Obviously, putting on the spot, any idea like what at least one mission you'd w- probably want to see like removed? Looting, looting and sabotaging. Um, probably. Yeah. Um, mind wipe but that's just me personally it's not necessarily that it's a bad mission and then you know i know you know supplies and supremacy if they removed like i don't i don't personally know which one i would like and it's just i just know looting and sabotage is one that i don't see ever getting played so that one just needs either a, re- a rework or or something um but 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 more like more more to the point is um cryogenics is quite a different mission and it and mm. it actually it pulls different levers, which is what they've kind of started to do with these these 
um, direct action missions because what they do is they they take away the the need for a classified and they add this key ops who can do who does different things in different missions you know you know he has to kill some things sometimes he has to stay alive which is basically like what what data tracker was in previous seasons which i think is a bit of a blunt instrument because when you have one model that could win you or lose you up to four points yeah, it's it's, quite, it's a lot. It's quite swingy and it's quite um, yeah. it can be quite feel bad, but at the same time, adding different ways to win is also um, really great in my book. Um, so, I think maybe I feel like they're experimenting with different ways to play the game with these direct action missions, and I'd like I kind of like where it's going. So I'd like to see that implemented, rolled out more come season fifteen. But I mean, at the moment, I'm just I'm just speculating. I'm just just uh, you know just just giving you my two cents. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, look, who knows? Um, they could be reworking their uh, mission formula for all we know. But um, yeah, from the from the, I guess from the outside in, uh, yeah, it's too hard to tell for me. Mm, mm. I've only seen a couple of. Like not a lot of bad takes on, or like people who are upset with cryogenics. So it's not like CB have, uh, it's not like the CB struggle to make new ITS missions that people like. Well, I don't think I mean, this was seen... a, I don't think this was a CB mission cryogenics. I'm pretty sure this was submitted by somebody, wasn't it? Oh well, then, yeah. Well, then I, then I have egg on my face. I hope not. I thought so. I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, somebody can maybe correct feels, me. It feels familiar. Um, cryogenics. Um, oh, no, okay, it doesn't say on the ITS document because I know last year, um, when Panic Room, yeah, it said like congratulations. It to did say to somebody, so maybe not. Maybe I've just heard that from somebody because they maybe they said it's very similar to a mission that they played before. It it does. I think mm. it, I think it is derived from a Direfuls um mission. I think the okay. obsidian head, the the one with Caden in it, or one of them anyway, I'm not sure which one it is, but I think it's derived from that. So maybe that's something that CB are looking at. They're looking at the Dire Foes missions because they play a bit differently and um, mm. uh, managing them, in, them into a ITS format. But anyway, we're not here to talk about cryogenics. We're here to talk about direct action and um, the slow girl that we had on the weekend, which we uh, played all four of these. Um, four game, four rounds, 150 points. Um, Val, do you want to just um, talk to the restrictions that we had for this first round that Peter um, organised and give your, I guess, um, thoughts on that? Yeah, so basically we we could bring two lists, so pretty standard. Um, there was um, no link teams above a Harris, so maximum three-man three link. Oh, impetuous, and I believe that was pretty much it, wasn't it? It was oh, just oh no, yeah, and no model, right? And no model, yeah. So and no model was allowed to have. Uh, there was no characters above thirty-five points. No models above fifty points, and no models with three wounds um, or more. So basically, no models with more than two um, wounds. Yeah, yeah, more than two wounds rather. So and that, and that included um, NWI. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So basically, yeah, so those were the restrictions, and yeah, I think uh, I think they were pretty wise, especially the uh, impetuous one. Um, I think. Um, yeah, so this is yeah, a I, I, slightly I modified mean. recon plus rules that you can get online, 
Um, I think Recon Plus has the different rules for Impetuous, where you can take Impetuous, but it's like one for every... It's like a limit on how many you can have. Yeah. It's like for every one Impetuous model you have, you have to have four non-Impetuous models. Mm. So essentially, the maximum you can have in a limited insertion list is two. Um, which which level. which works too. I quite like the way that we we just didn't have impetuous because we were playing on twenty four by thirty two inch tables. Um, getting yeah. extra, extra order is quite um, quite strong. Even if you can't take Imagine cover, how quickly a bike. Oh, uh, and we were received to one combat group as well. One combat the group. Other thing. That's right. Yeah, we still. Um, I think there was a bit of confusion on the day. Um, we still allowed you docking two orders. Um, even though some people said that you might not be able to do that. But I think that was wise to allow docking two orders because mm -hmm. having 10 orders to ram into your opponent's throat on a small table could be quite um, yeah. quite bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah, the, the, the format was good. Um, as always, there's always room for abuse, but um, I think we tried our best to curb that with the restrictions and also with the expectations on the day because we had, I think, was it eight pretty much brand new players in addition to other relatively new players this is something i wanted to talk about um how many people came out of the woodwork there's mm. a lot of players who've had minis for a long time who've just come out of the woodwork so that was really great to see that yeah because really did you play a guy who maybe or maybe i someone did who like had been playing in n2 and then dropped out of the game um until now basically so i played on thursday Oh right, that's it. That's it. Yeah, so that's really great. So uh, not just new twigs, players, but old players. Twigs, that's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. No, it was it was it was it was good fun to play, and I hope you had a good day on Sunday. Mm. So we mm. had twenty six players in the end. Twenty six players. That's huge. Yeah. Massive. Which and it's my phenomenal. my my first thought on that was twenty six players, and we had what forty something players for Burn City Brawl. Yeah. That's dude, like, with that's with like massive. a with like a dozen players from an interstate. So. You know, with those numbers, if we can retain them, that's easily 60 players for like a big two day event that we could get from, you know, that's, Victoria plus yeah. Interstate. Like, that would be no problem at all. Mm. Which is. So, that um, any of the John guys as well. Yeah, that's it's really, really encouraging. Um, so, yeah, we had a House of War, which is out east. Um, great venue because it's basically free. Not so great if you live in Geelong because it's like a two hour drive. Like, um... Yeah, fuck. Um, <laughs> Brunswick boy over here now. Don't give a fuck. They call me Deadbeat Dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great to see so many people uh, show up, um, especially the people who took public transport to get there. Um, but uh, it was it was good. Um, so I think what we're what we want to do primarily is to um, sort of just briefly recap the, the the event and then kind of go into a bit more detail on on the format because I think. Um, I know uh, the Dice of Bide just did a recent thing on varying points levels. Their challenge was a uh, was basically to play something other than 300 points. So I think this ties in quite well to their recent challenge with what we've just done. Nice. And um, you know, looking at it from a from a veteran point of view as well as a new player point of view. So um, Val, do you wanna do you wanna take um, take it away with your kind of highlights and takeaways and lessons yeah. learned from the weekend? Yeah. Just go, do you want to go round by round highlights, or what do you want to do? Um, I don't know. Do you want to? Um, I don't know I'll just, if I. I can just I, go round by round, and then. Yeah, I mean. Wrap up some takeaways. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy just to if you just like give me all of your because like I don't want to like spend too long on each round, more of just like a overall um highlights. So like if you just want to like just just unload with 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 your day. Cool. 
and then we can sort of um we can each talk about that and then we can go back come back and then talk about the the format in in general if yeah. you're happy doing right. that because i i only played a couple of rounds because i was helping to so i won't yeah, have as much yeah, to talk yeah. about basically um i played uh four rounds um so uh, first round i played against tim who are you who are you, who are you what were you playing what, were, what did you I take i was for? running the imperial service the mighty imperial service so and, for, uh, for, first thing i want to just pull you up on this one val you've had imperial service yeah. for a long time yeah. so how, how does how does this qualify for slow grow please explain uh Qualifies for <laughs> slow grow. Um, <laughs> this is the try hard coming to the to the new player that's right, event. That's right. I was desperate to win an event, and I it's all I'm coming like, out this now. Is, this is the one for me. This is the one for me. I got I've had in the bag, and then this some fucking some bloke off the internet comes in and steals the event. From me. Can you <laughs> yeah. believe it? Who the fuck is Doug? Can somebody tell me who and what fucking rock did he crawl out, out he from? He is, he is a, he is a pillar of the IGL. Uh, that's who Doug is. Uh, yeah, well, you can fucking stay there. Anyway, <laughs> um, I came second, listeners, in case you're not informed. Oh. Um, I came second to Doug. Um, so yeah, so basically, um, I ran two lists. One was uh, for new players and one was for veteran players. Um, and I use uh, basically, yeah. So basically, that's kind of how, how I built my list, just to kind of because I knew it was obviously you a variety of pl- uh, players. So I didn't want to take any. I wanted to have one list where I could give somebody a good game if like they're uh, if they're quite a veteran player, and then one list to kind of have some fun if I think they're a new player. Anyway, so basically, uh, my first game was against Military Orders, and this is the game I drew. My opponent basically had a Harris of Teutons, and he just ran downfield, ran through all my Quangshi, dodged my chain rifles, soaked my, uh, soaked my, um, either dodged or soaked my chain rifles, and killed me to a man, but forgot to step in the zones, and we drew the game. Oh, so what was it? Battlegrounds was, was, was round one? Yeah, the first yeah. one was, uh, yeah, the frontline version frontline, yeah, yeah. Battlegrounds. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was actually pretty epic. Um, my the the highlight there is my ninja and three orders shooting somebody in the back with a bow without them being able to do anything because I missed my first two shots. Um, oh, I'm so glad you said that because I've got a similar story. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. I'm just like pew silence. So, and the guy's like, "What was that? Silence. What was, what was okay. that? Just like, oh, nothing. What the fuck is that?" So yeah, that that was a kind of that was a bit of a highlight. That was pretty funny. Um, aside from that, uh, yeah, I got slaughtered to a man. That was, yeah, it was a really brutal game. It was really cool. Um, he, he to be fair, I deployed, um, uh, yeah, I, I was, so many of my guys were dug in that he had to go pretty deep into my deployment zone and then didn't have enough orders to come out of the deployment zone on turn three and, um, and score an objective. And because we killed each other's, um, sp- uh, what's his name? Keops. Keop. Yeah. So we both got like two points each. So that's it. Mm. That was against Tim, by the way. Um, so that yeah, that was yeah, that was a really good game. Tim, really Tim good. eventually it was, took it. Great day to start. Took it uh, best mm-hmm. painted as well on the day, I believe, with his uh, his Chuton. Was it Chuton? I think he painted. Yeah, it was Chuton. Yeah, Chuton. Yeah, yeah, really, really great job. And that's the first time I think I've met Tim. So he was he was a really nice guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's actually yeah, he's great. He's also one of those players who's had models since like N two. It's ridiculous. Right. How many okay. Players come out of the woodwork. It's it's insane. Awesome. So how was your yeah. what was round two? Round two, I played Jonathan, I think. I think was it Jonathan or 
I, I keep I, I mixed up his name like three times now, but he came from <laughs> all the way from from Wodonga. I think he was in town. He's one of our uh, Pete and Luke's. Oh, uh, oh, uh, Josh, Josh, uh, Josh, Josh. Uh, Price. He's Josh. from he's from uh, Joshua. He's from um, Albury, so even further away. Well, sorry, no, Wodonga is actually yeah slightly further away. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So around there, yeah. So this, yeah. So I played him. He he had um, I think assassins. Mm-hmm. I used my second list, and my second list, uh, the only thing I just want to highlight is my second list had this cute combo where I'm like, oh, I want to do this to somebody, and I want, I want to get their reaction. So I ran Taewoo, who was impersonating as a Kuangxi controller, and I ran Sforza as three Kuangxi. Oh, I heard that you were going to do that this. That is, that's mind games and a I half. I did exactly. hear this was going to happen, yeah. Exactly, right? And then he came through my, like, he came through with a uh, daily army, coming through my line, throwing smoke, and I pop out Taewoo, and I'm like, haha, Mike, I have, that's not a Kuangxi controller, and that means, you know, the Kuangxi, uh, you know, oh, what does that mean about the Kuangxi? <laughs> He's like, okay, anyway, I'll chain rifle. I'm like, like no reaction, like uh, like I didn't get anything from him. Like 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 I was the the, the only payoff I wanted is for somebody to be like, ah, oh, that's a cool trick. No, and I didn't, didn't even do it. Did just at least someone someone do, just someone to go? Huh. I want someone to right? Yeah, but he didn't, didn't even get that. Like, yeah, no, he's like, oh, cool, I'll chain rifle. I'm like, motherfucker. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was a cool game actually. Um, that was the acquisition um version. What what is it? Sorry, uh, that was the uplink. Uplink Center. Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't play them in order how they are in the book, which confused the crap out of me. But I think it was probably deliberate, so we didn't have um, mission uh, things at the end or something. I can't remember. That's probably for the table setup as well. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I played Uplink. I played um, yeah, and that that was really cool. There was um, yeah, I basically won that game with the last three orders of the game in the sense that. He pushed the buttons. I had no specialist in that list. Or I had one specialist he killed it pretty early on. And then I had to, like, with... Uh, I won the War of Attrition, and then last my last three orders was touching each button, like, getting somebody to get into base contact with each single console with the last three orders. So it was pretty epic. It was it was a bit of a nail-biter. It was really good. Really good Excellent. Game. Well done. Thank you. Um... Um, and then round three, I faced off against Tristan. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm just going to. Uh, I'm just. No, not you're right. No, I'm just putting up uh, a picture of the best painted, seeing as like we're doing this Ooh. obviously for a video as well. So we want to make sure that people can see all the what we're doing. Uh, but yeah, this was. Um, you can keep talking. I'm just gonna cycle okay, through some sure. photos as you're talking. So yeah, round three was much orders against Tristan. Um, that was yeah, it was a pretty cool game. My ninja came in clutch. I effectively I assass I threw to his back line and assassinated his like uh his Whoa. um Oops. his link Sorry. team. Oopsie. All right, just just pressed a oh. button and I can't get out of it now. Ah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I just pushed the wrong button. Uh, are we still recording or yeah no we're still recording i'm just still recording i just i just put uh i just did something silly there we go sorry all right all, we're all good we're all good you can carry on yeah yeah so basically the ninja assassinated his link team and then i did the smoke trick with my daver um so i had oh, a daver and i just smoke tricked I just smoke tricked. Um, so between so the the my my like comp- more competitive list was basically 
surprise, the four Kongshi, uh, Deva Harris with the Deva Spitfire MSV2 with like its own smoke from the mm-hmm. Kongshi control. Oh, yeah. Control, yeah. And a ninja. It's a, it's and a good basically, good piece. that was, I thought that, that was a good enough balance to the list, to the format. And yeah, basically, I assassinated his link team, which was providing his uh, aero presence. And then slowly, oh, and I had two Wim, two Wuming. As well in that. Oh, list. Two um, so was that you? Was that your? Was that your veterans gun. list or your? Was, or your? That's my veterans list. Yeah. So two wooming right. chain rifle submachine guns, the Harris with my lieutenant uh, celestial guard, Quangshi uh, controller and Deva, and then full Quangshi, mm-hmm. the ninja. Yeah, not a bad so, list. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's really strong actually, to be honest. Um, and that's the thing because uh, we'll get into the what the format um, kind of does for the game. In terms of like what it does for the weapon loadouts, mm-hmm. but yeah. So just on that game, I after I took out his link team, he didn't have much of an aero presence, and then he was kind of forced to run into my Quangshi a little bit, and then my Deva just smoke shot anything he left standing. So yeah, so I got up there as well, and going to the last round, I got to face off against Luke and his Shazvasti. So this is Cutthroat. Um, yeah, that's right, round. Cutthroat. Um, final round. And I always play Luke in tournaments, so it's always really good fun. Um, it's it's and... good. I'm, I'm interested to see what to hear what he brought because Shaz Vasti are I find quite difficult to run maybe at low points levels because they're quite expensive yeah. um, for yeah. a lot of one win models. Um, I can tell you his list uh, off the top of my head, to be honest. Um, he had Korax, uh, a Nox Troop Paramedic, a Nox Troop Lieutenant, all in a link. Mm hmm. Two Tigers, two Ikadrons, uh, M- uh, an R-Drone, and a Caliban uh, Engineer. Ah, did he have, he didn't have a Noctifer okay. in that list? No. Uh, Noctifer, no Noctifer. So. Mm. so that was his list. Um, basically, I put my Wooming in Suppression Fire. I went second. Uh, so I put um, my Wooming in Suppression Fire with my Command Token. And that actually paid off some dividends because... Um, if he forced him to engage him with Korax, but I also double stacked him with like a celestial guard, so he basically, uh, so no, with Quangshi, not celestial guard. The Quangshi, and okay, I templated yeah. Korax um, and killed him with my because the uh, Quangshi was in the link, so I had two templates. So that was a really good start for me um, in ARO, and then after that, it was just the battle of attrition where we both ended with like under 50 points remaining for that game. Oh yeah, that's quite so, uh, yeah. It was a very killer game. Yeah, it was it was that was really yeah, it was really close. He kinda got involved in Korax and like in Aero. What was that? Uh, Sorry, you broke up there. He, he fought back pretty well, to be honest, and it was a much closer game than he thought. What did you say? He What did he you He fought say? back quite Okay. Yeah, he fought back quite well after mm-hmm. being because he was a bit demoralized losing Korax, like uh his main gunfighter, uh in like his second order or third order. Yeah, um, and in many ways, he's like your only gunfighter that you can probably fit into like a Shaz list. But, yeah, you know, because the Caliban only has a submachine gun, right? That's right, yeah. Um, and if you want to have a better Caliban, you're paying 38 points for it. And then after that, yeah. you're looking at Dukash, who's 38 as well. And and then Sheskin, who's... Yeah, I've, been, about, I've uh, been looking at Shaz Vasti a little bit uh, recently as well. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, yeah. I got some hot takes. Hot, um, hot, but anyway... Hot. Hot, hot takes. But yeah, anyway, so at the end of that game, I ended up winning there as well. So I went uh, one draw, three wins, and yeah, came so, second to... So I've got the... 
Yeah, I've got the thing up here. So you are right. uh, you were second on 17 TP, 22 OP, mm. and 214 VP, which is quite uh, amazing when you look at Doug, who was on 20 TP, 33 uh, OP, 33 okay, uh, OP, here, <laughs> and then I mean pretty much double your VP. So. Um, mate, it sounds like you need to stay alive a bit longer, uh, I reckon. Mate, um, all my games in every event are always... You have, like, the lowest TP stuff. of anybody. Did you? Can you count? Are you all right? Like, what's going on here? I mean, <laughs> I came 23rd, and I have more VP than you. Um, but anyway, no, no you... <laughs> no, I'm just throwing shade. Just throwing no, shade. go for it. Do good, it. Do it. No, look, um, I, get, I, get, I get shit done, right? My, oh, in that game, my ninja assassinated his lieutenant, which was really cool. So it was very ninja-esque. Cool. Cool. Oh well, that's good. I mean, I'll, I only I only played three of the four games because uh, I actually was hoping not to play at all because I have nothing. Re I had nothing ready for the slow grow. All my star matter stuff is still in boxes because I was obviously moving house. So I did say to Peter, I was like, look, if we have an odd number, or sorry, if we have yeah, if we have odd numbers, I'm happy to drop um, so we can continue even num numbers, and that means I can TO. Um, and uh, it looked like I wouldn't need to play, and then. Uh, three people just like oh no sorry first of all Josh um was who was there uh just forgot to sign up so that put us that put us on um um from odd back to even I was like fuck you Josh um <laughs> and then and then a couple of people who were a little bit late in getting to the venue because it was a Sunday morning and they'd been out the night before um rocked mm -hmm. up then as well and that and that put us back in but it was two people so it kept us on the even so I was like damn it I'm gonna have to play. Um, so I was running Starco for this event because it's all I had that was available and um, I was kind of keen to try them out because there's definitely a few profiles in there that I quite enjoy running but I never really get a chance to play them in um, 300 points. So I basically built a list around Raul in a Harris with Uhahu and a Digger. So the... Um, yeah, okay, U nice. Uhahu nice. can be... Um, is the glue for a Link because she can be a, a, a Link member as a Harris. Um, so it's... Yeah, so those three. Um, I took the Super Jump Raul as well because I wanted to see if I could get some use out of Super Jump. Uh... Spoiler alert, I didn't. Um, <laughs> it was based around that 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 Harris, um, some war bands, um, a Lunacod with um, the Crazy Koalas, so those Nomad remotes that um, can lay out Crazy Koalas and have heavy shotguns, and a hard case was basically the list, essentially. Um, and, yeah, I was really keen to try it out. So, first round was against Josh, um, who's, you know, uh, fellow... Um, player and well player sorry like he's he's i guess we can consider him a veteran now he's been playing for a year um and he was yeah running... he's played yeah he's been really focusing on the game as well he's yeah really he's learning. he's very good so i mean i i had planned to just you know fuck around but him we were playing we were playing each other he went first he played alf he took andromeda like a like a like, like, like a dick um <laughs> but um i i had a suspicion that he might have andromeda because he did mention in the uh in the group chat that he'd been sent andromeda from cb but it came with two of the same side for the dog and i was like i think that means that you're taking andromeda so um yeah, he held back andromeda i held back a lunacod he put down andromeda i put down the lunacod and he was like ah shit what do I do? Good reserve. It's a great mm. reserve drop. So that sort of stopped him from taking me out on turn one. But he, what, what he did instead, though, is he put her into suppressive fire. And then I just couldn't dislodge her. I, I ran a Jaguar at her. I even, I even took the 11-point Jaguar with the light shotgun. And she failed one save, passed the other. 
then I ran then I think I ran something else at it and she passed the armor save in the end I was like fuck it I'm just gonna take Raul because like Raul's Mimitism minus six good range you know but of course I'm four dice on sixes and Andromeda's three dice on fours I think because she's BS 12 minus six from Neg yeah within 16 so it was Neg nine so yeah um, on fours and he crits me so um yeah. or threes maybe it was threes he needed mm. anyway i get crit shock ammunition rolls dead oh. that's it and and essentially this is where 150 points becomes real bad because then in his next turn he just goes andromeda just goes and like decharge this thing decharge this thing decharge this thing decharge this thing game oh. over and um that was that so i was like sweet that game was done quick um <laughs> and that was that uh, but it was good though because then I got to play two two relatively new players um, the second game was against Chris he was running OSS and that was a really fun game um, he um, I think I went first in that one we were playing Uplink Center I think it was yes and, yeah, yeah um, that's right and I I did this thing I liked it you know I've been doing where I throw some smoke out with the Jaguar run the Lonacod up to the midfield throw it a crazy caller then leave the smoke with the Lonacod and go what are you going to do Basically. And um, uh, took it. Got the shotgun, don't you? Yes, it's got the heavy shotgun. So basically, a heavy oh, shotgun. Yeah. And if you, you know, they if you dodge, you just shoot. Yeah. Yeah, see. dodge and you just shoot. And if you don't dodge, you're getting hit by one of your models is getting hit by a crazy koala. So um, yeah. that was interesting. But again, sort of similar to what I said earlier, because he's quite a new player. He was like, so I die either way. I'm like, I mean, you could dodge, yeah. and if you dodge and you successfully, you know, pass everything, then that's your best option. Um, but he played really well. Uh, he um, he had a Rudras and a Harris with a Dakini, and mm-hmm. um, was able to um, like I I wouldn't say I, I'm not gonna say I guided him through the game because that would be disingenuous to him. He was making his own decisions. I was just giving him as much information as I could. Yeah. yeah. So that he made the best uh-huh. decision. So he kind of understood. Um, and it all came down to essentially I had pushed one button. Oh, that was it. He'd only taken one specialist in this list, and I killed it on the first turn. So oh, I pushed, I pushed one, and I was like, basically saying to him, I was like, "I'm gonna kill that one specialist, so you can't push any buttons." And he was like, "Good lesson." Um, but he was able to put his Rudris and his Dakini both into suppressive fire on his last turn, which put me in a position where if I needed to go and dominate and um, control the consoles, I would need to get through the Rudris and the Dakini both in suppressive fire. And when you've only got ten orders and you've lost like half of them in the first two turns having five orders to get up there and then survive was it was 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 a bridge too far so we ended up in a draw which is really oh. really cool um it was a really, really close game because i thought because he thought he'd lost it in the first round because he'd like seen his guys die and then he was able to turn it around and it was all doused down to this like last like last ditch run to the middle which was a really cinematic moment um at oh. the end of the game we had a nice we had a nice chat about um, just some, just some like things to to go over. There, there was a, a moment at the start of the game where I had a hard case that I had deployed as a reserve model, and I put it on my flank, and he had his Harris, which was a Rudris, um, CSU, and a Dakini, all in your typical like I'm standing behind a wall in a conga line, and if I wanted to, yeah, okay. if I'd wanted to, I could have. Run. I could have walked the hard case up to the mid, up to the deployment zone, turn around the corner and laid down two light shotgun templates on that entire link team. But I decided not to do that because 
yeah. that would just that would just suck. <laughs> like to be fair, he, yeah. like, my hard case would probably would probably die. He mm-hmm. he he might lose the CSU and the Dakini. Most likely, the Rudras would, would survive because it's one. It's got two wounds and armor four. But when you only have like seven, I think he only had seven orders to begin with. If I then kill two, three, four models, then he has three orders to spend on one model, which is just not enough to do anything with. So no, I decided yeah. not to do that. But at the end of the game, we had a quick, quick chat, and I was like, just FYI, if you're going second, first of all, don't deploy your models at the edge of the deployment yeah, zone, yeah, and yeah. don't deploy them in a conga line. Or if you, you know, yeah. or if you do, make sure they're right at the back of your DZ where no one can get to them, and you've got um, other ablative pieces to stand in the way. And he was like, you know, so we had a good chat about it, and uh, that was a, that was a fun game. And then uh, round three, I was playing another uh, new player, Dean. Um, he was running Corregidor, and uh, yeah, he was he was great. He's picking up the game really well, so that was that was a fantastic game. He beat me in the end um, after Raul went on a bit of a uh, killing spree. Um, I, I was able. To, I was finally able to do something I've never been able to do properly, which was make effective use of white noise. Actually, I think I might have mentioned this in the last episode. Yes, I did. But I made more use of white noise, where I put white noise up in front of his wildcat with HRL, who was in a three-man link, and then I walked Raúl out into view of the wildcat. Mm-hmm. So the wildcat's got MSV one, so it's obviously blocked by the white noise. But because Raul has mimetism minus six, and I was standing inside sixteen inches, then he's at minus twelve to hit me because he's minus six for white noise, minus three for mimetism, and then minus three for cover. So the uh, so he's basically two dice on ones, which he was like, "I'll roll the dice for that anyway. Oh, <laughs> Why not? He might roll a one. If he rolls a one, then then Raul's dead. Um, yeah. He didn't he didn't roll one, and his um, wildcat um, died. But it was um. It was it was a really cool game. Uh, there was some uh, what was the what was the takeaways from that one? Where um, oh yeah, this was where I had the tack bow issue. So ah, gone, <laughs> so, yeah, gone. so he had uh, deployed a Moran, and in hindsight, I did tell him after the game, it's probably better if you if you because you're going second, make the Moran your um, your reserve drop, just because you can kind of board control with it more. In the end, he made it his yeah. key ops, which is fair enough as well, because he wanted to make sure his key ops was protected. Scores or something? Or... Yeah, well, just so that he could put it in a position that was most efficient, because we were playing round three was uh, superiority. Yeah. Um, but my hard case was able to, because it's a, a camel marker, it could walk right past the um, crazy koala with it saying off. Walked into the Moran's back, and then decided, then revealed and started shooting his tackpo at it. <laughs> uh, five orders later, the Moran is still alive, but has no idea what's going on because I, <laughs> I <laughs> just the rained arrows. Like, and in a normal game, I would have been like, "Oh, I know, light shotgun. I'll just put two templates yeah. on you because you're minus because yeah. you're like you're minus for surprise and whatnot. God, I'll just yeah. do it." But I was like, "No, no, we'll try the attack bow because if I fail, like you said, he can't do anything. He doesn't get to turn yeah. around." But um, I ended up sinking six orders into it. I think it was five orders. committed to the bit. I I committed to the bit. And because when you've only got eight orders to begin with, that was my entire fucking first turn. (laughs) In the the end, in the end, I was like four orders. I'd messed with four (coughs) four orders. On the fifth order, I hit. And I was like, yes, double action, damage 13, take that. And he passes both armor saves. 
I'm oh, like, son of a bitch. I'm like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. So then he turns around to look at me, and this is the Miranda boarding shotgun. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll just do what I should have done initially, which was walk into um, Zone Control, <laughs> the crazy yeah. koala, and just put two templates on them, and we both yeah, died. Um, <laughs> so, so that was that. Um, but basically, that that was that game. He he beat me in that one too. He had um, I can't remember how it went. I think he had pushed more buttons than me, but I had dominated more quadrants. I think it was like a six four six five or something like that. Anyway, uh, and then fourth round, um, we had we had we had a couple with a uh, three people drop. Um, so we were you know I, I wasn't needed to be I didn't need to play, but um, it was great. Um, it was really fun, really fun day. Um, got to walk around on round four and help people out with rules and um, uh, well, actually one of the most interesting rules um, that these two people were getting wrong I forget who it was now was that you can't split burst and arrow because they were having a really yeah. they were having a really tense um, engagement where the one guy was doing coordinated orders with two models to move them up mm. different flanks of the board in order to basically surround this knight of justice I think it was and my and the guy who was the Knight of Justice was like, oh, I'll put one Spitfire around in this guy, one Spitfire around in that guy. I was like, oh, no, you actually can't do that. You have to pick a target. And he was like, yeah, oh. And the other guy was like, okay. really? And he was like, yeah. He's like, oh, that's so cool. Because then he has to choose like which is going to be the most dangerous um, thing to shoot. So... That was that was cool to 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 find that. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole day was the whole day was really yeah, fun. Nice. Um, I got my I got you my know, buck, I got my butt kicked. I think I ended up twenty third out of twenty six. But that wasn't the intention of the of the day. The intention of the day was to day, was right. to ho- hopefully teach some new players and make sure that they had a good time. Yeah. Unless you were me, of course. And that unless was unless well, I mean, like unless that was you, or to be honest, a lot of the veteran players at the. Uh, uh, on Sunday looked like they were trying hard. To Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's true. Like it was always going to happen. Like, and that, that's that's why I'm very glad Pete went with Swiss sparings because at the end of the day, like, yes, there's lots of new players, but that doesn't mean the veteran players are going to behave. Like, it's it's simply, it's I know, simply but, that's yeah, the reality. I know. Like, like, I, like I they, think you're they, right they'd though. Play down. They would play down if they played a new player for sure. But if they had, if they were up against another veteran, they wanted to have the best game they possibly could. Well, there was one game. So. Uh, there was one game, and not 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 to name any names, but there was one game where there was um, where it was over in ten minutes. Well, not not Huge ten. Prick. Not. <laughs> not it no, it wasn't. I don't think it was ten minutes, but it was pretty quick. It was basically first turn alpha. I kill half your list, and then you take the foot off the accelerator, but they can't do anything anyway. So they've kind of lost by by that point. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't know. It's uh, each. Yeah, look, each to their own. Um, in how they interact with. Oh no, I'm, I'm not saying people. it's a bad thing necessarily. I think you know people can obviously you know they. But I think you just need to be aware that you this this is for new players. So we want to make sure exactly. that new players feel like they've come to this event and they've kind of walked away and gone. All right, you know, either right, I got I, either I got my butt kicked, but I had a really good time and I learnt stuff, or you know, I did. Oh, I did all right. You know, I. I did. I did. I. You know. You want them to come back. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. You, you, you don't want their first, you know, potentially tournament interaction to be, "Wow, everyone's a jerk." Yeah, well, and, yeah I think, and I think different people take That's it in what? different ways. Like some people mm. understand that they will lose and take it well, and other people maybe think that they should. You know, like you know, there's there's different people. So, I think it's just being able to gauge that is very important. Yeah, it's yeah. that's a yeah, it's a big thing. So, so, but look, I think overall, I think hopefully everyone had a good time. I think, um, I think hopefully people who haven't been playing for a while just enjoyed getting the, you know, rolling d twenties again, pushing around the sci-fi minis. I really hope 
that's my, my my main hope. I think I, mean, I think and Peter did a feedback form at the end of it, so he'll he'll have some uh, data on how you know much fun people had. But I think from yeah. from we we went to the cafe at lunchtime and everyone was chatting and was seemed yeah, to be having a good time. Good. Nobody was you know nobody had their head in their hands going oh I just don't understand this mm. game it's too hard and I'm getting oh the head. only yeah yeah the cafe the cafe was great um the was yeah no that's actually i was just remembering where um hector tried to help the waiter and he dropped the food I oh so bad yeah i saw involved. that i saw I that like, oh no these are the best intentions but the worst execution the worst no. execution yeah. yeah so with, oh, well, with that out of the way actually before we jump to the next segment uh of the event you weren't at the event jacob but you have played a couple of 150 point games did you i mean i know you kind of talked about them at the start but is there anything you want to add to what we've just Said about um, you know, do you have any any fun experiences? I mean, like, I'm trying trying to think about the one uh, uh, the one fifty game that I I did play. Um, I don't think I don't think that particular game like like it was a good game. Um, and I really enjoyed playing uh, playing it, but I don't think there was any particular highlights um from it. Okay. Um, well, okay. Well, in that, in that, in that case, we'll yeah. just we'll just move on to to to, yeah, to the point on. to the point of playing one fifty or playing smaller point games. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do what are our I guess overall thoughts on the event, uh, the format? Um, you you were talking before Val about uh, things you do differently. Um, yeah. And so I want to stuff. ask you guys. Well, I want to ask you this, I guess, because uh, Jacob wasn't there. But if you were to do your list again, what would you do differently now that you played on that small table and that small format? Um. Well, I think I kind of not an awful lot. I think the thing I thought about at the start of the cast were um, running complicated profiles is probably not something I would necessarily do again against newer players. You know, when you've got a model who's Mimetism minus six has is really good in CC. Has drop bears. Has uh, a, a gun with multiple ammo modes. Right. Um, it becomes a lot to for a new player to remember. Uh, similarly, with a Lunacod, that's a remote that can actually do multiple things. That's quite a lot to remember as well. Yeah. So I think I would probably make it potentially make it even simpler if I'm playing a newer player, um, and potentially even just forgo. Um, hacking, especially things with repeaters and pitchers, because I found them incredibly strong in a small table. Yeah. You put one model, you put Uhahu who's got pitchers and Harris who oh. goes one pitcher on that flank, one pitcher on that, flank. Pitch on that flank. Anywhere you, you go now, I will spotlight you. And if you got heavy infantry, so because like you know the the OSS player Chris I played, every almost Ooh. everything in his army was was a remote. Yeah, rem. And he was like, oh. It's a good lesson for him. That's a good inadvertent lesson for him. It's a good, it, go. it definitely is a good lesson, but on a normal 4x4, yeah. there's ways around those repeaters, whereas in exactly. those games, there's just nowhere you can go. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think. 16 inches covers more than half the table. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So I think there is. There is room there for a bit of learnings on those smaller games. I mean, if you're if you're playing, if you and I are throwing down Val, then like oh, no holds barred, right? Yeah. I'm taking I'm taking all those all. profiles. Exactly. Right. But against new players, yeah. I think I probably had the wrong mm. list. I to me, it felt like a weaker list until I started playing it and going, oh, actually, these have got some really good tricks that I didn't think about yeah, when exactly. I built it. Um, so it sounds like you yeah. were forking arrows and everything. Yeah, 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 doing forky arrows and stuff like that, which is fun, but not if you don't know what a forked arrow is. 
exactly yeah for a new player uh, so, oh, for a new player a it's good. a bit it's a bit much um mm. and i and i guess yeah i, I would have done that differently yeah. we can talk about um the code one thing as well afterwards but that's my thoughts what about you val um to be honest i would have played morats i would have ran to the <laughs> uh kai talk uh kai talks yep uh rindak in a link so i'd have oh boy yeah. and rifles for days mm-hmm. and then i'd have uh, just the rest predators with an Oznap just to give me all the orders in the world. I would have broken the game. But no, basically what I'm trying to get at is uh, um, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that templates were king in that format. Right. Yep. Templates yeah, were so brutal. And I caught on to that pretty quick with my Quang Shi inclusion. Like I had four Quang Shi. But yeah, on the day it was even more apparent. You just need like one gunfighter to did I lose everyone? No, no, you're still here. No, okay. so, you know, you're a Yeah, you need one gunfighter to kind of like be able to clear the way a little bit. Smoke as well. Um, I had both of those things. Smoke is really important. Um, yeah. Yeah. So smoke to kind of get up the board, and then templates, and then just trade, and just be yeah. able to trade because they just can't I, get I, away from you. Like the yeah. Again, like uh, uh, the chain rifle. If you count the move, that's 14 inches worth of exactly. threat range that threat. you've got. Again, yeah, uh, going widthways, more than half the table. Uh, going exactly. lengthways, still, I think, what, more than a third of the table? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, so I, I like I found that too. Chain rifles are just freaking devastating. You can just cover entire deployment zones with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. You need a B-shay or something uh, to like dodge everything on 16 yeah. or something. That's still the way around. And yeah, you, you do have... Um, you do, I think in such low points, you do have sort of a shift in which profiles become king. Yes. Um, because yeah. suddenly, because suddenly sniper rifles and hate, um, uh, heavy machine guns, uh, are less useful than like a Spitfire or a marksman rifle. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It flips the um, the CB's uh, profile formula on its head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, well, I mean, the longest two. range gun I had in my list was a uh, multi-rifle. That's all I had. That's the, the, there you go. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, there's, and, no, and there's no reason to push it past that. Yeah. Uh, you were always within good... You are almost always within good range unless you... Actually, no, sorry. I guess a flash pulse was longer range than that, but that was fine. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that does seem yeah, to I... really change it. Yeah. I wanted to avoid when I was playing CHA just taking like the um the T2 monomer or the T2 uh so T2 rifle monomer or the T2 rifle um uh Highlander Grey. Yeah. Like they're just so strong on such a short table. Mm. Especially yeah. because like with, with the with the monomer you've got armor five. Like mm. there's yeah, not a lot of things you'll have boy. that'll crack through his armor. Yeah, especially when you're not taking, if you're not taking the AP HMGs and maybe you don't have points or SWC for the AP Spitfire, then you're left with SMGs, maybe a multi-rifle or an AP rifle. But again, you know, those aren't, those, those those might be harder to find or you find them on profiles you don't normally take, which is, which is refreshing because you are taking, you're then seeing profiles on the table that you might not see. And then you're seeing profiles do work that you're like, whoa. That yeah. Takini with a combi yeah, rifle just fucking or Deva just ran through me. Yeah, you're like, Dave yeah, I guess it does. Immense. Yeah, Deva was immense. So that yeah, was like so- anything with mimetism and a, um, or like a mimetism forward deployment and an SMG. It's just god tier. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was just interesting seeing how like um, 
it just it kind of reversed the game like some of the things you thought like for example like the most obvious my moment was in game four with luke he it was like his best attack pace against me was actually his ikadrons rather than his corax in turn one because the Ikadrons could run through my lines and trade it with Quang Shi, maybe two at a time, because they have dual flamers, right? Mm. They could, he could really like burst through, but it was like a very unintuitive thing to see because it's like, hold on, Ikadrons intuitively are my auto batteries, my attack pieces, are my Caliban, my Corax, whatever, right? It was just, it was just interesting how like the 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 the, the true the valuable troops like what troop was valuable kind of reversed and that was all dictated by the board size and density that's all that dictated that which is really interesting if you apply it I, to i think there is one game. thing to say about the point limit that we've got on like the 150 point limit is you also with such low points as well as the restrictions you also lose a ton of resistance that you might otherwise have so yes, everything yeah. is or... relatively low armor Maybe you got two wounds on something that's a cheap two wound uh, model, but you're probably what maybe maxing out on four armor. You also don't have the orders either, which is a big thing, right? Because yeah. now you've got ten orders, eight if you go, and some people didn't even start with ten; they had nine or eight. Yeah, so yeah. you're going, you're going eight or less on turn one, which it doesn't give you the ability to. So, like, in 300 points, for example, you might have five or six orders in group two that you can just mm -hmm. yeet a warband down a flank, throw a couple of chain rifles on something. If it dies, it dies. You've still got a full order group of 10 to deal with arrows or do whatever you need to do. When in, one, when in 150, you've kind of, you've got those, you've got eight orders. You send a Jaguar down or a warband down to mm -hmm. do its job. It dies, it kills one thing, and you've kind of only got four or five orders left, which is not enough to actually yeah. persecute any more attacks. So you end up kind of taking your, you end up taking the game in in way more defined chunks. Like turn, like even in my games, Raul basically didn't move until turn three sometimes because mm. because I would have enough point, I would have enough orders to get there and do some damage, but not enough orders to safely pull back often. So I'd be sending an Armandino in there, or an Arman or a hard case in there, or the Jaguar in there to do the to do the work because I wasn't expecting it to come back, and that's where you just don't have those orders, and you would have those orders in a three hundred point game. But you don't have them in a one fifty. Yeah. So yeah fair enough. Yeah. Even, um, even yeah, with no, a smaller table. But it was it was interesting because the, the, because if if that's the case, uh, if like if you can apply that to like three hundred point games, if you can identify parts of the table where they're dense or you think some profiles would really excel, I think that's something you can carry over from this event to your your larger games. So if something did really well in those tight spaces, you're like, oh, you know what, I play that profile in the three hundred point game. I want to look for the part of the table where can replicate those sort of conditions for that uh i guess profile to thrive yeah yeah no That's i definitely I see myself about. taking raul in, in more games just mm. because he has that toolbox to shine it's just yeah it's just often in a, in a bigger point game he's overshadowed by more straightforward pieces perhaps yeah yeah um, yeah exactly right and yeah having the threat having people get him out it's harder to get him into his good range right That's 16 inches that's right and i I think I think another thing that this really helps, especially for the new players, um, and you saw it too, Kev, that it really helps them, helps people to learn is what bad deployment looks like. 
Um, you obviously yeah. had your little conga line that while you chose not to punish, you saw yeah, the just, fact like, that if I want... Suck. Yeah, if I, like, I could just go up to this and just, like, smack him up one, and then, uh, you know, uh, it'd be great. It, you know, it would be great as far as paying, uh, like, winning the tournament goes, would suck for somebody who's probably only had a couple I of I mean, games. he might, he might, um, le- he might I, learn. He might learn it, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm off the opinion that I don't want to learn by... I, I, you know, I don't... Uh, what's that yeah. phrase I'm thinking of? Like, you know... Learn you don't want ex- to do it through like negative reinforcement. I don't want, like a, like a, an experience. Like you know, he'll ex- everyone experiences that eventually. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to be the guy to show him it. You know, in, in a slow yeah, exactly. format on round two. Yeah, just yeah, didn't, it just didn't seem right. And like, and, and not to say that's what one hundred percent would have happened, but it was definitely. Mm-hmm. I definitely saw it going. Oh, there's an opening, but I was like, I'm not going to yeah. take it. Um, exactly, so, exactly. yeah, so I I got both kind of lucky and I suppose yeah I, yeah lucky because mine was a teaching game where I decided okay this guy's deployed better than what you mentioned wasn't a conga line but not great I'm going to like run up and punish the bad deployment and then um, do nothing luckily my I, he rolled really well in his armor save so I didn't punish him nearly as bad and then at that point I just the Highlander, I just stopped. Yeah. Um, so, I, do, I do think that 150, like, coming from the person who's played, you know, people who have played for a while, is it's a good teaching tool. And maybe if you want to have a different sort of game as someone who's played a while, um, then it's good for that. But I don't think it's great for, like, figuring out profiles or trying to transition to a new mm-hmm. army. Yeah. I think vet, I think vet players can... I, I, I think I, actually, I think that the one that's coming up, the 225, um, is where sort of, like, if you're a veteran player, you want to do, like, a quick test to try and get into a new army. I think that's the point limit to go because you can fit in some of those more elite pieces, see how they go. You get the larger table so you uh, you know the range bands you can deal with like hmgs and sniper rifles and things like because that because at two, two, um, 250 i think is what 32 by 48 225 yeah well whatever it is um, but like two, two, yeah. 250 i think the rules say yeah, yeah, yeah. 32 yeah. by 48 yeah. so that's what it's, the it's, that's it's what that's what round, that's what round two will be using I think, yeah. I think that's what round two will be using the sizes um, I probably I, disagree yeah. a little bit. I think uh, I think I'd play 150 again, like on a Thursday night or something, uh, like a couple of games with like because I think I think with two veteran players you can really push the limits of the of the format to really I think find some interesting stuff. I think it's definitely like I said, fun. I, it's fun, it for... but it's not. It's yeah, for far I, from competitive. Experience. I think it's far yeah, from. I think it's far unless from unless you have restrictions, it's far from competitive. It just becomes oh, actually, a bit of like. Yeah, that, yeah, you know what were but you gonna it, say? It, like it's in, it's it, it'd be interesting to play like a pauper sort of game where maybe you and a friend put even harsher limits on each other and I'll, see what I'll, you can I'll get out of an army doing that. I was I was gonna say I'm like, do you guys think it's viable without restrictions? That, that's kind of what I was. Well, that, that's that's where we're gonna get to. I want want to talk about some of these closing thoughts and just and and talk about um what mm. we think of. Uh, sorry, I'll just bring it up on the screen. Well, what, what, while you're bringing it up, Kev, yep. I just mentioned that um, ah. I, I think that I think a lot of the restrictions, like for a, I suppose for a veteran player, I think a lot of those restrictions 
aren't needed. I think they'd come naturally at 150. I think the reason that those restrictions are good when you're doing a slow grow and the idea is to bring in new players is to stop them from falling in like a six order pool trap where they make a list that just can't work and it's you know even for a virgin player you're like i can't figure out how to give you a good experience without just making really dumb decisions mm. okay so um yeah. so i th- I, th- I think the restrictions are good for like like having a a, a novice friendly event but i think those restrictions would come naturally to i suppose us three where we would look at it and say mm. well i'm not going to take a 60 point model because no, like but no, it's, it's, because it's, I get nothing in it. The restrictions aren't for that. The restrictions, well, I mean, the restrictions are for some fifty. Yeah, the rest. I don't think that that system that that. The problem is right. If you remove if you remove restrictions and people just go for jank, they go for they go for, like the it's like three hundred points multiplied. So like they look for everything that's got ox bots or uh, peripherals. Or yeah. multi wound models with like you know they get them for cheap like diggers for example, um, and it becomes a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy because you just end yeah, up having like this the, like kind um, of this kind of like building up of it of like on top of each other like but, uh, you know everyone's uh, running and the... everyone's running Andromeda right because and she's already good but in a smaller table she's even better so yeah, I think there yeah, becomes yeah. That's, that's, people that's, that's have financials for that because you know that's coming right you know yeah. you know what's yeah. really overpowered in this format and it'd be really interesting to explore that, that's what I'm that's what yeah. I'm saying is like it's like if if you're doing a tournament that's designed for you know people who have been playing for years then yeah everyone's gonna go for jank what i'm saying is yeah. like if you're doing a veteran like, oh, a yeah, more no, experienced sh- player's game sure, sure everyone's gonna go for jank but but let's just let's just put that let's just make say though it is not a competitive mm. environment it's a bit of fun for veterans to fuck around with it's by f- oh yeah it's sure. no it's no for so, sure. so that that's the point i'm getting at you go to a 300 point event you kind of you you're you have this mindset where it's fairly balanced 150 points it's not balanced. That's just, uh, that's just, well. that's just a, that's just a fact. But you right, it's, okay, it's yeah, whether you go, it's yeah. whether you go into that event knowing that or not is whether or not you have a good time. So I think I think during the event, yeah. Nick was like, I really want to run a one fifty point event with you know and run it without any restrictions, just just, just so people can be a bit silly. Um, and I I would like that, but I think you know it's it's just one of those. Yeah, be a lot of fun. It's just one of those fun events. Whereas if people are training for CanCon, then they're not going to give a shit about one fifty point event necessarily, because three hundred points is still where the game seems most balanced. Um, now before we yeah. before we before we go, I do want to like get through some of these closing thoughts about about the the format. Uh, we've got a few notes that we want to make sure everyone gets in on this because I think it is important. Um, because one of the things that we've heard is like, why don't you just run a code one event? And we didn't for a reason. So we can we we want to talk that about that as well. Um, yeah. Because we, we were talking about is is like yeah, is no list restrictions viable at one fifty points? Like you say, it depends on who's who's um taking part. Um, we'll find out if two twenty five needs restrictions or not. Hopefully, it doesn't. Um, but what what I guess we'll start with you jacob because you're at the top right of my screen um what are your sort of thoughts on um well let's all let's let's just go through the list here recon versus recon plus versus code one yeah so um i think 
Because you've played, you, you've, think... played, you've played a Code 1 event before, right? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've played Code 1 before. I think Code 1's good for somebody who really has very little idea of potentially tabletop wargaming in general. It takes away some of the complicated complications of Infinity um, that might just serve to confuse somebody um, trying to get into uh, trying to get into N4, but it gives them a chance to play the game for the most part as it's as it will be for the mo- for like their yeah. you know entire infinity life yes they won't get guts and yes they don't have fire teams but it's a good starting point i think 150 for somebody who has an idea of how infinity works like i mean when i first started like when i was going to for a game i just read the rule book and if you've got someone who's read the rule book, who's really into it, who has a decent understanding of the order of the game, mm-hmm. 150 is probably a good spot to start them with. I think my first game was 200 points. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What about you, Val? What's your thoughts um, on like, playing Code Between one? the two, I'd go Code 1. If you could, I'd go Code 1. I think uh, just, just, for new, are... just for new players or for everybody? For, for this point format? You're yeah. Saying, or... Like yeah, like like sorry, you're you're saying like, I'm saying I guess recon plus versus code one, but in in what context are you referring to choosing code one? New players for new, new players. players. Yeah. Okay. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah. Code one for me for sure. Um. I think I think the the profiles are specifically rejigged. as are the rules yeah. to provide you the exact uh the foundational things that uh foundational rule that it only keeps the financial uh the fundamental rules you need to kind of understand the game mm. i think code one is the more viable one for me yeah i think i agree after playing after playing this weekend i feel like that event may have gone smoother if it was run uh code one now there obviously are um, really obvious problems with code one um have, yeah like 12 players if it was code one unfortunately uh well, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, like, like code, code One um, has issues in people who actually want to play it. Uh, people who don't have... Well, for starters, like Code One has problems with people wanting to play it. One, because the rule set is different to N4 in that there are no guts, there's no smoke, there's no repeaters, there's no coordinated orders, there's no command tokens, there's no fire teams. There's no, like, there's only one hacking, pro, well, two hacking programs. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of... And there's also not as many armies like i couldn't have played starco mm-hmm. i mean i could have played nomads play <clears throat> you can play iss um you can't play o- can't play oss now you can make it work obviously starco could just be nomads iss is just Jing, and then you kind of proxy some things but who the poor bastard who's picked up toha or gsa as a new player is gonna have yeah. to play something else so that's that's the issue, and you're right. I think if we had played made a code one event, we may have only had half as many players show up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, would we have st- we probably would have still had the same number of new players, which was what the event was squarely aimed at. So it's a tough one. I don't think it was a bad event by any means. I think it was a great event. It was a fucking awesome. Yeah, event. it was yeah, a great really event. Good. Um, by uh, after playing that after playing that format, I do see. Um, more of a reason to 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 run code one at least for at least for brand new players who maybe have played less than half a dozen games i think it is important to consider code one for their brain for their and their and their enjoyment of the game because um mm-hmm. it's very it's very quick it's very easy to give somebody a bad game running 150 with all of the rules that you've got 
Um, no, you have to be very conscious in the way you do the demo for uh, if you're going to use the full rules. Yeah. Um, and that's not always easy. No, it's not always easy. Like, as, as I've explained, I thought I was taking yeah. a, le- yeah, I exactly I was taking right. a week I list. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah. actually, yeah, it's just kind of yeah. hard. Yeah. And had they, some, they, um, yeah, obviously is... we had lots of learning experiences in Geelong as well, like where where you had options and you have to realize, like, okay, I, like let's just not bother with this. We'll just do this. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, and it takes there, time. There is with like if you're you know if you're a veteran player teaching someone new, there are you know you you want to you do have to be conscious throughout the entire game of not just you know playing the game of Infinity, but when to stop or hold back or um, you know, Absolutely. do something that I remember in my game. Oh, oh. I, I I did, I, I did something. Where, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I I looked at it and go, my next turn will be showing him how med kits work by mm-hmm. showing a med kit and seeing how it works. You have to be like yeah, um, you have to be like a chess engine and just choosing like the fifth best thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> right. That's yeah. basically what you want to be doing. That's that's not um, a, that's not a bad way of looking at it. Uh, the one thing I wanted to ask though is. With that event being so successful, 26 players, that's a huge result. How do we build on that momentum? I think just, I think just run other, maybe a yearly slow, slow growth. It also, I think it also tickles for the veteran player that, you know, if it was me, I, you know, you're looking at Harkas Lam or something that just came out and you think, oh yeah, I'd like to pick that up and slowly put it together. I think, I think if you, do, if we do regular slow grows, um, everyone keeps having a good time. Hopefully, those new players talk to someone else who might be interested. And then every year, we get you know. I mean, I think if you get four new players a year, given how big Melbourne is already, that's that, that's probably hitting you know saturation. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not just about. Sorry, Val, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say it was. Or if for a veteran player, it was a great power cleanser. If anything. Well. And, and we all we all need that from time to time from veterans. But yeah, what you were absolutely. saying about running one slow grow a year, well, that's fine for the new players. But what about retaining the players that we have? What that's, if, yeah, that's know, what I was trying if, to get if, at as well. And, and that's kind of what Peter is doing with, by running three by running three, um, mm-hmm. is is kind of trying to build them up. But what you don't want to do is well, what, what what we've done is obviously in like the say four weeks in the lead up to the first event, we were having two two three games a week. Um, depending on where you were in the city, um, and the, I think ever almost everyone was playing 150 points. So you're so if you're a new player, no matter where you went, you could get a 150 point game. Yeah. Now we need to carry that on for the next event. Make sure people are getting those games Absolutely. in at that on point Thursday level, yeah. and then so that they're, hopefully they're ready by round three. Now, one thing that just came to my mind um, that would really help to um, uh, cement this. Uh, kind of mentoring, I guess, of new players is if we run a league locally. A league would be fucking great. That's yeah, that would be a fun idea. Because the then it's weekly games. You know who yes. you're playing. You know what you're playing, and and uh-huh. it can be and like I mean, we could do a 200 point league, right? Depending on yeah. who wants to enter, we could run a 300 point league. But but also it would also be in the 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 fact that you are kind of getting like a weekly game. Or even like one game every two weeks, depending on how quickly we do it, and um, you know who you're just playing, from, and you can from, and you can talk about it. Can you well, just remind me what's what's a league? Well, I mean, a league can be a bunch scheduled. of different things, but it's just scheduled games. So it's you know, game. okay, yeah. So the you force of people. Sorry, just just saying, like if you if it's three of us, then um, you know, 
we'll we'll you know well not three maybe there's four of us right and it's just a round robin style thing where you know we each we each play each other over the course of eight weeks and then whoever has the most just like AFL or whatever they just like you just play everyone yeah, and whoever has the most amount yeah. of wins after eight weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it is is crowned the winner but you're playing somebody that's new it. every week or every two big weeks one. That's and, the big and one. it's and it's a different mission and you can also use that week to like kind of list build and talk to your people and you can kind of get ideas and you get some juices flowing. Now, which is like, you can get that out of a weekly game as well, but also having the league, having the structure of a league means that you are kind of engaged, right? To, to have a game every week. It's not just like rocking up going, is anyone going to give me a game this week? Especially if you're a new player. Exactly. You might not get that game because maybe, you know, every, all the veterans are paired off against each other because CanCon, exactly. CanCon's coming up. And they don't want to they, play a new they player. They just want to go. But if you, exactly if you can, right. if you can convince exactly. a, new, a couple of new players to join a league, then they get some games with new players, they get some games with veteran players, and it, you also feel part of the community more. So I think just talking, as as I'm talking, I'm thinking that's what we should do, maybe even in the, in the new year. After CanCon, start a league. Absolutely. Start a league. And the, the league is a big benefit to the community. And run, it, run it every quarter or something like that. Like I think yeah, I, IGL having... do that right with their seasons. I think they run one every quarter online, and I think that's a really good way of community building and um, getting people exactly. regular games. And Doug yeah. keep his fucking regular games. <laughs> Doug. And you know what, yeah. the coward. I'm like, you know what, Doug. The only way we can settle this is if we grudge round one of the next uh, of the next you know um, event of the 225. He's like, no, I have a birthday. I can't. <laughs> Oh man, this yeah. the salt is like the salt. Yeah, is, like, I the don't ISS, think I've ever seen Val quite so angry about the something. The Jing salt is like because he's just he's just not yeah. used to. He's just not hasn't won. Go on the forums next. Yeah, I know. I've never I've never won a tournament. I just want to <laughs> win a tournament. God damn it! I've been fourth for so long, and now I'm getting second for how long? Just you know, wait. They're gonna you... update Imperial Service. I'm gonna have to drop them, and then <laughs> God knows what next. Bakuna or something. Oh, oh, excuse me. All right, before we uh, go, I had one more question I want to ask you, and it is, it's it's a pertinent question, and I have heard people online have different views on it, but what about the table size? Do we think that maybe 150 could be played on a 4x4? And how would that would change the game? I don't, I don't think it'd know, be as fun. I, I don't know if I'd say 4x4, four four, but I do think, uh, especially because I was, I, was, I was actually thinking about that um, because that means you I don't have to that, think, think a... about profiles in the same way. You can run an HMG, right? Yeah. You know, I, you're not... I, I, yeah. would, especially, I, if you've, I would... especially if you've just picked up a battle pack that's got, like, you know, the Kappa Sniper in it, and yeah. you rock up to 150-point game, and it's, like, on a tiny board, and you're like, well, this Kappa Sniper's useless. Like, you maybe mm. can just stick with the 4x4s, which I forgot to mention, one of the handy things about 150... Um, was the amount of people that had the two-player starter sets sitting around? We had a whole bunch of those um, those yeah. posters mm-hmm. you get in the box set are twenty-four by thirty-two. Because yeah. some people have said that the annoying thing about doing small games is you got to like mark out the table. But those mats are the right size, Perfect. so um, they'd be a genius. But I, I, but I, I, I do wonder if four by four would be would be maybe better or not better. No. But I tell you. Yeah. I don't think four by four, three by three, maybe, but um, I think two by three. Maybe three by three. It keeps that punchy. Uh, so I like three, three by, by three. three. I like three by three. That's a that, that's a good one because the, the problem is, is if you make it too wide, um, and uh, like I don't think I've ever played an Infinity game where I haven't felt I need to at least cover the left and the right side. If you have it too wide, 
150 points, you're just gonna... Right, the person who's gonna f f go first might just be able to, like, punch their way through. Nah, um, or some, something like that. I think well, that if you just went, like, a little bit wider, like, like you said, a 3x3, I think that's a good balance. I think the current table is just a little bit small. It makes templates and short-range weapons feel like they reach too far. Yeah, but the aim of one that 150 is just to get... It's punchy. It's just to get reps in. It's, it's all just about getting reps to get the mechanics down. That's the point of 150. It just, it just feels like a different yeah. game. It's a different game. It doesn't feel like You're Infinity. Right. It's a, it's no, a very it different like game. Infinity. It does. Feel, it does feel like Infinity, but it's a very different game. I think that it just is, needs to it be. It is, and that's what makes it really fun. That just needs to be. I mean, it, then it's the same thing as Code One, as in many ways as well, because profiles that are good in Code One are shite in N Four, and vice versa. So you're always going to have that transition. But I just feel like One Fifty does make you look at different profiles. So think, if you yeah. put it on a four by four, then you or a three by three, you might at least go well. Still, the HMG is still useful, or the sniper is still useful. Yeah. Um, but that's something to take. That's something to to look at. Um, I thought it might be useful. It might be good. And from 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 a from actually from a TO part perspective, the weekend was really easy to set tables up because setting them up on a two by three, yeah. you just kind of like throw some buildings down and you've already filled yeah. up the table. And you're like, cool, that table's yeah. done. Um, <laughs> like you didn't have to really think I'm... about it too much, which was great for set up and pack down because we got it done real quick. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely want to play um, some 150 in the future with with some veterans just to just just like as like a just a couple of casual games just Thursday night or something. I'd definitely be down for that. Maybe we'll maybe we'll run a, a like a day, you know, like maybe not necessarily a tournament, but we can we can run a maybe uh, maybe once I get my house warming, we can set up a few tables at this place and throw oh, down man, some, throw bother. down like you know half dozen 150 point games. Not yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna be seeing um some people in Geelong this Friday night, so I'll probably have a game with Dan. I think so. Cool. Why not? Just just something punchy. So yeah. Cool. So um on that we'll 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 wrap it up there. I reckon. Uh, do we have any yeah. just sort of last last uh, things we forgot to mention or anything you wanna you wanna just uh, remind our listeners about before we sign off? Uh no, not for me. Um, ISS is great. I believe. Um, that's my <laughs> only thing. I guess. Until until they get uh, um, done up, the rework. Yeah, I, I think it. I think I think this is a good example though of like change up. You know, Infinity can be more than just three hundred points. Yes, I mean, we've obviously, we obviously have our four hundred point tournament that we have sometimes. Um, I think it's worth you know challenge yourself, step out of. I didn't not even necessarily your comfort zone, just your have fun. You know, your normal zone and try something different. Different, right? yeah. um, you know, do, do those 150, 200 point, and do the 400 point um, games. You know, ask your opponent whether they want to put in uh, one of the um, extras. Play the red classified deck. No, don't play that. <laughs> nah, do whatever you want. Do I'm getting you shit want. about wanting to play the red classified deck from everybody. It's really nothing special. It's it's just minus three. And no, that's I, all I, it is. I think. Minus three. I think. Uh, can you guys still hear me? Oh yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, what were you saying? Yeah, I think taking players out of their comfort zone is something that that needs to be done more. Um, you know the 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 drive for playing competitively is very strong. So if people yeah, play, if people have a format that's slightly off off the norm, then you will you will alienate some players. But I think people just need to you know get over themselves a little bit and uh, branch out and try other formats yeah. because it's it's fun. 
Um, and that, that's kind that's, of that's the aim. That's the aim of the game. Yeah, I mean, not everyone well, wants how to play doubles. Not not everyone wants to play that yeah, all definitely. the time. Um, you know, I think people obviously do. It's a competitive game, right? So it makes sense that it is a competitive rule set and that you play competitively, competitively at three hundred points. We can all agree that one fifty points is not competitive. We can all agree that code one is not for competitive players, but it's uh it's it's fun to take yourself out of that every now and again and look at the game at a different another way especially if you're getting burnt out with uh, playing the same stuff over and over this is a great way to give yourself a bit of a refresh and uh another another angle at the game so highly recommend it um would definitely would definitely play again absolutely yeah 100% uh cuz at the end of the day it's just fun um and yeah that's the aim and sometimes you sometimes yeah it's hard to realize that you know infinity can be really fun outside of that 300 point bracket so yeah it was really fun to do yep absolutely um all right okay well on that on that note uh we will sign off so you've been listening to loss of lieutenant my name's kevin jacob and val good night I was just putting the intro there, so the intro was like just I was waiting for the like the the drum bit. Anyway, bye.